What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Another Friday, another episode of Why Are We Bullish? I came prepared to this one. I've got my glass of whiskey here because uh, we've got some old friends on the show. We're excited for this one. Uh, we'll make some intros momentarily. So uh, I'm sure many of you will be familiar, but if you're unfamiliar, you're in for a treat. I'm sure we'll have fun. Uh, of course, this is live. Anything can happen. So I defer to my good friend, Bill here. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. If you have not already like subscribe, share all those things help a ton getting this content in front of more eyeballs. I am Ben with the BTC Sessions. This is your daily session. Before we bring in our guests, let's take a look at where we are in the market right now. This is timechaincalendar.com. Uh, right now, we're sitting at 20,168 cuck bucks per coin. A single US dollar will pick you up a massive 4,958 sats. 91.97% uh, of all Bitcoin have been mined. That's 19.31 million of them. And in terms of fees, down significantly from the spike that we saw yesterday. Uh, the JPEGs were out in force the other day, uh, but uh, we're down in kind of the safety zone around 13, 14 sats per byte. Uh, even if you're going to wait for a little bit, uh, you're looking at high single digits. Uh, there is still a massive backlog in the mempool, though. Uh, 595 megabytes in the mempool, those unfamiliar basically all the blocks of transactions waiting to be confirmed. Uh, typically, most people's mempools uh, default to around 300 megabytes in size. So it's purging any transactions, uh, looking around 1.31 sats per byte are being purged right now. So just uh, keep an eye out, use, uh, use RBF. Um, just know that the fees are can fluctuate right now. Uh, shout out to sponsors of the show, hodlhodl.com. If you're stacking sats and you've got a few priorities in mind, like peer-to-peer -peer trading, instant self-custody, and no KYC, then hodlhodl may be the place for you. You can sign up in minutes with nothing more than an email address. You can be stacking non-KYC sats, and it's super easy to do so. I have a full tutorial on it. Check it out. They also have a lending platform in which nothing is ever rehypothecated. Hodlhodl.com. Uh, Link is down below. Up next, when you stack those non-KYC sats, you want to secure them in the best damn hardware on the market. And I love my cold card Mark IV for that. It is a beast. There's, I mean, it's fantastic to use. And then when you dive into the guts of it, there are so many cool, interesting, advanced features to get into that you'll never be bored. Uh, but CoinKai has a ton of great stuff. They've got the, obviously the tap signer, things like the block clock, the open dime, and hey, you know what's on the horizon? The cold card, Q1, coming out later this year. You can reserve them now. Thing looks badass. QR scanner, NFC, dual SD card ports. You can plug the thing in if you like, and battery powered if you so choose. Uh, yeah, 
I'm pretty excited. I'm sure I'll be creating a uh, Lord of the Rings length tutorial for that one. Uh, so check them out, coinkite.com. Use code BTC Sessions for 5% off everything in the store. Now, if you do want to go beyond the single SIG uh, securing of your funds, be sure to check out nunchuck.io. Their assisted multi-sig is badass. I've done a full video on that, but you can use things like the cold card and the tap signer to set up an assisted multi-sig uh, in which they have a just-in-case key and you manage everything. The onboarding is super intuitive, very easy, and they have built-in inheritance planning so that you know you have the peace of mind that your next of kin will be getting their sats safely. And the best part about it, differentiating them from every, everyone else on the market in the assisted multi-sig realm. No KYC here. You can do it with nothing more than an email address. And soon you can actually just sign in with a private key. So very interesting. Check them out. And finally, big shout out to Start9.com. Start9, your sovereign computing solution. You can run your full Bitcoin stack here. So Bitcoin Core, running your Lightning node, doing things like mempool.space, join market, all that. You can also host your own data so you can get things out of the hands of corporations, host, host it yourself, passwords, files, uh, photos. You can also host a Noster relay. You can host all kinds of great stuff. Check them out, start9.com. You can get the Embassy One. That's your base level, your entry level. If you're looking to host your entire life and you want something super beefy, the Embassy Pro will not do you wrong. And with that, let me wrap up. I'm going to get my guests in here. Very excited for this. Welcome, Carla and Walker, and the man, the myth, the legend, Guy Swan. How are you guys doing? Oh, I think you, you doing good. Doing good, <laughs> Just man. dead silence. I'm this such a so, boomer. This is so awkward. I said something so cool too, but I can't remember it now. So, I guess. <laughs> well, we'll I'm very go. glad to have you all. This is gonna be this is gonna be a blast. Um, I, I I guess let's just do a quick round. Uh, for anybody that's unfamiliar of who are you and what do you do, we'll start with Carla and Walker, if you guys want to give yourselves an intro. Um, I'm Carla, also known as The Crypto Couple on Twitter and Carla on Noster. Uh, I'm a living meme who makes videos about Bitcoin and current events. I'm Walker, Carla's husband, um, and it's great to be here. Now, I, also... <laughs> I was hoping there would be no further... <laughs> <laughs> just cut it there i, am I mean that's really all you need right no. i'm the husband um yeah no i i i assist um and use my my body to be a prop for her videos um <laughs> in the fiat world i run a software company and well but we keep that part under wraps you know <laughs> well that's fantastic i'm glad to have you guys uh not you refer although it was quite a while back that i had you guys on that was kind of like when was that? I think oh. you were our first. You, you, you never you forget your first, first either. <laughs> that was when she like said. over a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> was that well, with, uh, with with blue collar Bitcoin? It was, yeah. Yes, it was. Yes, yeah. yeah. I do recall that. Yeah, that was that was a good one too. That was a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, welcome back. Uh, very happy to have you. And uh, with that, I should say hello to the gentleman that continues to smash records for why are we <laughs> bullish attendance. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Guy Swan. Can you give yourself an intro? What is up? I'm Guy Swan. I've read more about Bitcoin than anybody else you know. And uh, I host Bitcoin Audible, uh, Shitcoin Insider, uh, expert meme crafter, and uh, you know all that good stuff. I do the Bitcoin thing. Been Dude, in Bitcoin since forever. 
Dude, I've been missing you, not just like physically, but like on. I miss you, know, you physically. All yeah, the time. I, I deeply miss you <laughs> physically as well. <laughs> but, but the thing is, for some reason, you've just been you you disappeared from my Twitter feed um, entirely. And and I kept on being like, I started I, saying things that were. Yeah, they were inconvenient. He's on Noster, I think. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. also Noster, also Noster that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now, uh, now I'm seeing more of you, uh, because, uh, on, on Noster, I'm, I'm now making sure that I'm keeping up with you there, but yes, for some reason, Twitter just wanted to keep us apart, man. It's, I don't know what was going on there. So it is. <laughs> it is, it is too much it greatness. Is. Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, I think we can, we can get this party started here. Uh, everybody watching, thank you for being here. Of course, uh, this is Why Are We Bullish? So if you're unfamiliar, the way that this show works is uh, we go by the three R's. All of us come with a reason for being bullish, something we're excited about, something that's top of mind. And so the- the are supposed to do that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you can pull I'm something out of your hat. <laughs> <laughs> neither either way uh we're, we're basically <laughs> gonna be doing somebody drops a reason why they're bullish chance to rant talk about what they're excited about uh up next we then all together riff on that reason and then finally we rotate until each one of us has had a chance to uh chat about what we're excited about so three hours reason riff rotate simple enough uh i will be getting us started today and my reason for being bullish this week happened yesterday. And this is kind of a, a theme that, that flows through my bullishness from time to time. Um, but it was, a, it was a Bitcoiner that I met uh, through like a, a private one-on-one -on -one, um, education session. And so somebody booked me and said, hey, I've got some questions. Uh, love to chat. So I get on a call with this guy the other day. Um, I, I don't think he minds me, uh, mentioning, uh, his, his name. Uh, so his name is Shane. Awesome dude. Uh, anyways, we, and I told him actually, I was like, you know what? You're my reason for being bullish tomorrow. So he's probably watching right now. So Shane, good to see you, man. Uh, so the reason I'm so bullish on Shane and so many more like him is he gets chatting with me, starts, he's asking a, a, a lot of really good, um, you know, questions that give an indication that he's done his homework and that he's he's dove down the rabbit hole and, and he's he's gotten to a place where he understands, all right, Bitcoin is what makes sense. I don't want any of the riffraff. And he's asking um, really great questions about things like multi-sig and like proper security and privacy and non-KYC sats and uh, all of these these great things, running a node, all of this stuff. And... Um, and then, uh, so I, I, it comes around and I'm like, okay, so <clears throat> tell me kind of where you're at, you know, how you got to where you are. So he, he goes on to tell me that um, back in, he, he got started in 2020. And, uh, and he's like, so yeah, so I started diving into Bitcoin and shit coins in 2020. So I bought Bitcoin, I got a handful of shit coins, and then I started reading. And inside of six weeks, I realized that everything else was BS. I dumped all my shit coins and went Bitcoin only and then started. And, and so I, like, I had not heard kind of that, that expedited level of, of coming, settling to Bitcoin only um, 
many times previously. And I, 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 I had the biggest smile on my face because I, I realized that the, the messaging and, and the people that as long as somebody hones in on, on a good signal, the messaging that's putting being put out there makes sense to newcomers if they come across it. And the, the speed at which somebody can, can learn and decipher the difference between Bitcoin and everything else, especially the way he was describing it, he was, he was saying, well, I, I got drawn to Bitcoin because of, you know, the promise of decentralization and all of that. And so that, you know, they have the basic premise because these are the buzzwords that all the shit coins use as well. And so he gets there based on, on these promises and then proceeds to dig into the details based on the, the conversations and the content put out by people like Carlin Walker, by people like Guy Swan and the multitude of other great Bitcoiners that are writing and producing and making video content and all of this different stuff. And he reached this conclusion so quickly and he's not obviously done learn. Nobody's ever done learning, but he got on that path very, very quickly. Um, and so I, I think in the end, my reason for being bullish centers around that all people really need is, is quality content to understand what's going on and decipher between the reality and, and the, the mirage that is crypto. Um, but I also want to tie into that, like how one, how exciting and, and the, how great the quality of content has become over the years comparatively to when, you know, many of us first got involved, the, the caliber has skyrocketed. Um, but also to bring with that, um, I guess a word of caution because, uh, it, it made me, especially these past few weeks in the types of questions and sessions that I've been booking with individual people, it, it made me realize that people look at the content that is put out by individuals that are, you know, whether or not you, you feel like people are watching or not, people look at and listen to the things that we all say and that others all say. And when you try to align yourself with with whether it be companies or devices or just general life advice with things that you genuinely will stand by and that you genuinely think are valuable yourself and can help people be better Bitcoiners and better people, um, then, then that's fantastic. But when you're just looking for a paycheck and you, you assume that, well, whatever it's, it is what it is. It's not, you know, it's not my favorite thing. It's not my favorite company. It's not my favorite, but it's, eh, it's fine. That has a real impact too. Cause people look and assume that you have their best, best interests at heart. And I know that, you know, the people on the screen right now, I strong, I firmly believe that, uh, of all of you, but it's very easy to, to make a few concessions and, um, and just kind of go with the flow and not realize how much you're affecting other individuals that are watching what you're doing. 
Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, there's a, a heavy air of responsibility around this stuff as, as more and more people are coming to the space and looking for people to help them learn. Um, but I'm bullish as fuck because I think a lot of people are doing a fantastic job of it. Uh, and the ones that aren't, uh, fade. So anyways, I'm, I'm going to leave it there and I'm going to let you guys comment on maybe what, what you've seen with newcomers, uh, coming in, maybe through this bear market and, and maybe some of your personal experiences in people coming and, and chatting with you about, uh, maybe how they've come across you online or, or like times that you've helped educate people or what you've heard from people that are in the education process. So whoever wants to dive in, whoever wants to tag in, go ahead. I'll say it reminds me of, uh, um, I think it's Alex Fetsky's piece, um, Isaiah's job. And it's, it's this idea that it's, it's like God comes down to Isaiah or whatever. And he says that your job is to speak the truth is to say what you know is right. Even if it's unpopular, everyone is going to hate you for it, but the right people are going to hear you. They're going to hear you and they're going to take it with them. And one day, and I had, I had this thought just the other day, actually, because I was thinking of some idea on how to explain something with Austrian economics. And it was some sort of an analogy or story. And I could not remember where the hell it came from. And it was so funny how kind of, important it was to my view of how kind of like money and value and culture and things relate to each other but i had no idea who told me i had no idea where it came from but it's like a it's something that that is kind of at the heart of every time i bring up that conversation and i talk about like the boom and bust cycle and like go into the economics of everything that's going on to try to make sense of it because it's like you know if you take a step back and you apply that lens and four or five years, four or five years ago, you could see that we were going to be here. Like it was so clear what the path of bullshit was going to unfold. It's like you can't predict exactly which bank and exactly which situation. But somebody told me about somebody explained that to me and I have no idea who they are. Mm -hmm. And the Isaiah's job thing is that, you know, you're going to take that responsibility and you're never going to know who heard it. Or who took it to heart. And you're never going to know that it even happened. You're, you're going to pay all of this cost. And you're not going to get the, res the reward. But the right people will hear you. The remnant will hear you. And they will take it. They will think that they came up with the idea themselves. <laughs> but they will take it and they will change the world. And that, that, that's the power of the right idea. Mm -hmm. Like if, if what you are explaining to someone has a hint of truth in it, that they can relate to what is happening in their life, they will change their behavior, they will make choices, and it will literally change things. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, that's what it feels like in the last two to three years, trying to trying to wake up from fucking clown world. <laughs> like it's so crazy. All the shit that has happened. And 
you can we can give some clarity to it. Like I think most people feel lost as shit. You know, mm-hmm. they just have no idea what is going on. It's so confusing. And I think there is a picture that can be painted that can let them see, they can see the big picture. They can see what's going on. And when it sparks with people just a little bit, it's like a huge relief. You know, it's like the world isn't just chaos. Like the world does make sense. You can't understand it. And you can make decisions to protect yourself. And there's, there's only so much we can do. There's a, there's a bit of chaos in the storm, but we can see the storm on the horizon. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know. It feels good to be a part of Bitcoin right now because fuck that other place. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay. Carla Walker, uh, either of you, if you want to t- tag in here. Yeah. So taking it a bit of a more somewhat silly route, um, we were just in Jackson Hole. I know, crazy, uh, for a Bitcoin conference. And as much as, you know, I love making content, we love making content and we love interacting online. There's like actually nothing like orange pilling someone in person. And we actually set up our bartender, Walker set her up with a wallet of Satoshi um, over in Jackson Hole. And she was younger, Gen Z, like not on Twitter or anything, only on TikTok, but um then we posted her address on Noster and like we tipped her in cash first. And then we we're like, would you accept a tip in Bitcoin? Wallace Satoshi. And she starts getting all these tips. She's super excited. Okay. Next, she's like, I'll be here all weekend. So we were like, let's go check in with her again the next day. If that's the one you posted curious. on Noster, I sent like 10 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. the one. So we come in and she's literally so excited when she sees, she's like, oh my God, literally like some of them were only 25 cents, but like 200 strangers like sent me money, like sent me Bitcoin <laughs> over the internet. Well, she said money. And like, she was just so excited and like, she starts showing us, right? Like swiping. And she's like, this is just like insane. And like seeing that on her face was like one thing. And I'm in my usual getup. Like, obviously it's no secret. I'm absurd. I'm in like orange, black Bitcoin hat. And she goes, (laughs) you know what? I want to be a Bitcoin girly. And I was like, you should be. You are a Bitcoin girly. You are a Bitcoin girly now. But you know, it sounds cheesy, but like some, like a young girl was like, I want to be a Bitcoin girly. And I'm like, if me looking a little ridiculous and like showing up and like doing that makes someone curious just by that, like that is so worth it because now we're connected on TikTok together. I was like, if you have any questions, let me know. But like, keep this, you know, we didn't get into like cold storage because that would be overwhelming at first, but. Like one thing that I want to point out about what Carla just said, this this young woman did not say people sent me Bitcoin over the Internet. She said people sent me money. Yeah. It's all ready for her because and this is something that we talk like, about all the time. 25 cents for some. Like <laughs> I, I worked in the service industry for for many years and like people in the service industry are ready to understand Bitcoin because they deal with cold, hard cash all the time. They know what final settlement in a pseudonymous way feels like, because, you know, in that context, you don't necessarily know who you're serving at the bar. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. you can see them, you kind of know who they are, but that's really all you need to know. Right. But she's like, no, people sent me money. And so she's already made a bigger jump that so many people, even people in the Bitcoin space haven't made in the way that she's viewing it and the way that she's treating it. And like, we did this to several other bartenders as well. Like, you know, we were going to a lot of bars in Jacksonville. It was a great, great time. Um, and and I get a couple of drinks and it's like- I spend a lot of time in bars, okay? Don't hit <laughs> Yeah, them. well, at, at Bitcoin conferences, absolutely. You know, like it's the best place to spend time in bars. And you're there with a bunch of Bitcoiners and you have the chance to 
to watch people get it in real time. And I think that people who are in the service industry, especially who are actually working in the real economy, they're the ones who also like deserve to be shown this and understand it faster. And yeah. not only were tips coming in online, like this whole room, like Igloo or whatever it was, <laughs> tent of Bitcoiners. Like once we started doing like the lightning payments, like everyone was like, oh, I want to give her one. I want to give her one. And like, she was like, oh my God, Bitcoiners are so nice. And it's like, wow, you never hear that. <laughs> I thought we were all toxic. <laughs> so, you know, it's yeah. these in-person experiences. Don't follow us really... on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I'd yeah. also like to say, don't make concessions. Make BTC sessions. And I'll, <laughs> that one's for free. <laughs> that, that. Can you be part of the marketing team, Walker? I think I'll have you on if you'll. I'm not, my 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 monthly fee is a firm handshake and maybe okay. a Miller Lite. So I, it's pretty steep. I don't know if you can afford it, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's bear market vibes. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my bank is insolvent this morning. Yeah. <laughs> You're fresh out of Miller lattes. I yeah. just hope that, you know, having a little bit of money, having a little bit of skin in the game is like that impetus to do more research because, you know, we can talk, we can share videos as much as we want. But until, like, even with our friends, until they actually started buying Bitcoin, they won't take those next steps. And those next steps you have to are. to be invested in it. You just, yeah. 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 And I think it, when people can see it working from the start too, like it's, it's not like, oh yeah, when you get home tonight, go and like buy some Bitcoin. Like that's, that's a hard sell, right? Yeah. But saying, Hey, I'm going to give you a tip in cash and right now. Bitcoin. Yep. Don't worry. Like, thank you for your, you know, you've been great. I'm going to give you a tip in cash, but would you consider taking a tip in Bitcoin too? And it's like, who's going to say no to that? Like yeah. they're extra money. They're on still, top of the money yeah. I'm extra money. If it takes seconds to get them yeah. there. Yeah. No. We, yeah. yeah, like it's it's an easy way to do it. And then you just get to show people like, okay, yeah, like Wallet of Satoshi's, you know, it's custodial. Okay. But like you need an easy on-ramp for people too. And like, so it's okay to start them in a place that's where it's like, download it, press receive, and I will send you Bitcoin. And it takes 10 seconds. Yeah. That's really powerful. This is the important part um, that I think many Bitcoiners are are missing is you know you have an end goal right you 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 have in mind i would love this person to become totally self-sovereign and run a node and self-custody and have a cold card and like all of these different things that's a fantastic end goal yeah. but you know you 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 don't start at you, you don't start at the finish line is what i'm getting at right there are many many steps before you get to the finish line. And so the the initial step of, I know a, a, a lot of people will go, oh, well, it's Satoshi or, oh, it's not real custody or what. I understand, but remember that if the first step is a leap, a lot of people don't take the leap, right? Yep. Man, it's such a, it's such a stupid complaint. Like I get it. I yep. get, trust me. I feel it too. I do <laughs> understand where you are coming from, but it's like telling somebody, it's like, okay, we're going to play, we're going to go play soccer and then expecting them to walk out onto the field and do a Pele. And they've <laughs> never played, they've never seen a soccer ball in their life. You know, like it's just not going to happen. 
let them get invested let them play with the tools let them just see what a fucking invoice looks like and yeah. go on from there but they don't need they're not going to put their life savings in it you don't need to break break out a cold card and give it to them You're like all right we're going to do our seed and i'm gonna send you ten dollars <laughs> and it's like did we all forget where we started too? like yeah. none of us just like heard oh bitcoin yeah i know how like i just heard about this seconds ago and yes i know how to self-custody and to run a note and all that. It's like, no. Like we've been here for years. It's like a gradual process for all of us. Like, let's remember where we all started and try to bring people in. Like now there are just so many more tools to bring people in too. Then even yeah. a year ago, then two years ago, like, heck, we haven't been in this, in this game very long. And like shit moves fast, like yeah. really, really fast. And people build and it's cool. Yeah. Well, you you get to you get to the point where you know, somebody takes that first step and they go, oh, this is this is awesome. And then they start asking questions and they dive down a bit of a rabbit hole. And then they they hear somebody say, oh, you know what is a, a better option? Like if you get enough money in Wallet Stoshi, maybe you want to move it somewhere a little safer. And they, you know, that spurs on new questions and leads them down new rabbit holes. And you get like the guy I was talking about again, like Shane, uh, you get a dude that within a couple of a year, a couple of years is talking about how do I acquire non KYC sats coin, join them and send them to my multi-sig, <laughs> which, which is, which is connected to my node that I'm running, you know? So like that, that kind of progression in a couple of years is uh, I'm going to say unprecedented because I had not experienced it until this, this past kind of cycle. Uh, I have not seen the pace at which people are learning. It took me years to kind of understand even close to the level where I'm at. And now I'm getting people that are, I, I, again, I had another session today. Dude started in 2020 as well, uh, maybe even a year later. And he's, and he's asking me multi-sig questions. He's asking me about X-pubs versus Y-pubs. He's asking me about derivation paths. And I'm like, when did you get into Bitcoin? <laughs> when did you start? He's like, well, I just, I did a bit of reading. <laughs> I think that's an understatement, buddy. Bit, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's wild to see how quickly um, things move and how quickly people learn. And, and it's awesome. It's quite frankly, it's awesome to see that people have a thirst for knowledge they, and, and again, a lot of the people I'm talking to, talking to, I think they had the inkling that things were wrong. And, the, you know, you know, guy, you were talking about waking up from clown world. You know, it's, it's getting it's getting harder and harder to not realize that you're in a dream or a nightmare, I suppose. It's getting harder and harder. Like, you know, when you're in a dream and all of a sudden everything is just so ridiculous, you're like, wait a minute this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Something's up. I must be dreaming. And uh, I think a lot of people are, are coming to that conclusion with their regular lives. Like, hold on a second. Something isn't adding up. Everything seems so crazy and clownish. And then they realize like, oh, there's maybe there's something more to this. And so a lot of these people that I'm speaking with in these sessions are like, oh yeah, like I, I kind of went down the path of like, you know, understanding a bit about money and, and I, you know, I got into gold and then I realized that, that Bitcoin had all of the properties that I was interested in gold for, 
plus more. And it improved on the failures of the historical failures of gold. And, and to hear that, you know, people have gotten there because this has been presented to them in a concise and cohesive way. And that's something that, you know, the shit coins and all of that, they don't have a cohesive story. It's what does Bitcoin not do? Okay. We're that. Oh shit. Bitcoin can do that now. Uh, now we're, and it's, it's a continuing evolution of what they're actually for until that use case is gone as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm going <laughs> to, because I like this guy so much the other day, uh, he's, he's accepting Bitcoin at a physical location. He does like a, uh, like apparel and, and like wakeboarding and, um, surfing kind of stuff. Anyways, I got to give a shout out to Shane. He runs a business called Raven 425. Uh, so, uh, there you go, man. There's, there's your free shill. Uh, so they do a whole bunch of different like apparel and everything. He's based in the, the Okanagan. He's based out in, um, uh, one of their physical locations is uh, out in uh, Scotch Creek in BC, Canada. So, uh, yeah, if you're out in the Okanagan Valley, shoe swap area, uh, pop in, pay in Bitcoin. And they're working on getting Bitcoin on their website. And that's one of the things he was asking about. Well, huh, maybe I could dive into BTC Pay and stuff like that. So, anyways, if anybody also, if anybody wants to uh, help him get... Uh, help him get Bitcoin on his website as, uh, as accepting it, uh, then, then reach out, go to raven425.com. I'm sure he would appreciate the help in uh, getting himself up to accept Bitcoin. They also do exotic Nicaraguan coffee. So check him out. Anyways, uh, I love seeing, I love seeing the Bitcoiners integrating Bitcoin into their livelihoods and start to live on a Bitcoin standard. And this was top of mind for this guy. So hats off to you, Shane. Uh, thanks for the chat. It was a lot of fun. With that, I'm going to wrap up this topic. I'm going to give us a, a, a rotation here. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Uh, shout out to Tatum. Uh, Tatum did say, by the way, that he first met Walker in a bar. Um, so checks out. Um, and I see uh, BTC Simmer uh, really likes uh, Shoe Schwab area. Yeah. So dude, uh, BTC Simmer, if you're in the area, uh, pop out to uh, Raven425 and uh, maybe you can go pay in Bitcoin. Anyways, uh, so I'm going to give this a rotation. I'm going to hop to, I guess, based on the order on my screen, I'm going to go to Carla first. I, I hope I'm not side uh, uh, coming in. Oh, I am a lady. Yeah. The, Ladies first. Yeah, exactly. No, so don't I'll be nervous, you. man. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll cue you up with a simple question. Why are you bullish? Take it away. Okay, so I have a dark reason and a light reason, or like a dark reason and a happy reason. Throw them throw the dark, The dark reason is all the fear coming out in the last couple of days, weeks. You know, it's very easy to get doom scrolling on Twitter and doom predicting, but the last couple of days in particular have been quite like, a, oh, we're really, things are quite precarious and we might actually see some big things happen. And obviously that's not something I'm happy about, but I really do think that people really only learn when there is real pain. So I am bullish on the current fear and potential pain because that is how people learn and eventually start to ask the right questions, right? 
you know, it was just hearing like every revolution that's ever started was when people were starving, like they couldn't feed their families. So if we need it, if it gets to that sort of intensity, silver lining is people are finally going to start asking the right questions. On the happy side, um, and I saw it mentioned in the chat as well, uh, I recently joined the, the Orange Rust server like in the Rust game. And it's really funny because you have a bunch of Bitcoiners who are, you know, playing in this game, but you can also build a world, right? So there's this whole wall of memes and stuff. And people, a tip told me, because she helped me tutorial, like I literally woke up on a beach naked and she's like, Carla, you need to put pants on because she's Australian. That was a terrible accent. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Um, she has a terrible Australian can, accent. Can we get some context? Because I- Get I know some pants on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know what you're talking about because I actually downloaded it the other day and I, I ran around and there was one dude in there uh, as I had no pants on. But for the people that are saying, why does nobody have pants and what are they talking about? Can you give some context as to what this is so people know what you're talking about? Yeah, so Rust is like a survivalist, intense survivalist game on Steam. Uh, I don't know other places you can play it, but I downloaded it from Steam. Um, and basically you can build your own modded servers and build these worlds where you can communicate, chat, team build, if you will, and survive with people all over the world. So, uh, tip and mads, they have like orange marts, the orange server, and it's for Bitcoiners where people can put Bitcoin memes, Bitcoin ads, Bitcoin information. I think someone said now they have Bitcoin videos, um, and meetups, right? Like, so we tuned into a meetup where you go in as your avatar and you meet other Bitcoiners in their avatars in the same room and you have like push to talk on your keyboard and everyone can chat and hang out and it's like you're in person. It's like the actual metaverse, but it's Bitcoin only. But another cool thing about it is they take like field trips to other parts of the world where they go and like try to orange pill other people that aren't Bitcoiners, like in other servers. And then people also come in to Orange Mart and they see the memes and like I've heard stories where people will literally start seeing the memes like young gamers and they're like, what is this Bitcoin thing? And to see the gaming. <laughs> why do they have such dank memes? Yeah, why, are they What's going on? why are their memes so good? <laughs> and uh, just because I saw it in the chat. Okay, for the pantsless thing. So when you first spawn in the game, you have like no clothes, no weapons, no nothing. Um, and you have to basically find everything. Find everything. But the orange server, like orange mart on bitcoin it's actually so nice they have like a fridge with food they help you get started and everything so it's not as overwhelming as it sounds um carla just refuses to put pants on well yeah now i'm just, that's it, just i was gonna thing. say in the virtual world but it's the physical I'm, world too I'm, she's wearing pants because we're on camera right now but usually the thing repeating in my head is the homer simpson like, don't you hate pants when he's <laughs> when he's at the the stand-up comedian yeah <laughs> well like, I, I just literally couldn't put them on because i also don't have like a very powerful gaming computer and I had my performance up like super high in the game, which I realized I could change later and I did and now it's fine. But the cool thing is I met a man from Honduras in the game who gifted me a blood bag in the game because you're supposed to collect blood. And then in the game, I was able to turn in my blood bag and then got an invoice and then I was able to redeem it from, for sats. So this man I met in a game from Honduras gave me blood that I exchanged for Bitcoin which is just, and it was super fun, you know? And like part of what we do is try to make Bitcoin fun, like try to get involved in what makes Bitcoin fun. So if you want to learn more about the Orange uh, Rust server, like just DM me on anything and like I'll send you links to get set up there on Twitter. 
um, Tip posts links to it all the time, but it's really cool. It's a really cool initiative and it actually feels like you're hanging out. I, my main takeaway is if you want to sell blood for Bitcoin, go to Carla. <laughs> <laughs> go to Orange Barn on Rust. <laughs> Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a video that uh, I just downloaded. It, it looks like it was like a February recap for Orange. Anyways, I'll just so people have an idea of what this thing looks like. I haven't watched the video yet, but it looked like it was kind of uh, encapsulated. I saw, I saw the original trailer thing, but we'll see what this is. Let's take a look. What's up, Brody? How's it going? Quick, good. I saw the server and I was like, God damn it. I live there now. This is way the magic happens. <laughs> it's you guys. Smile, guys. It's digital energy at the work. Is to orange food. Would you like to do a trade? Helping people learn and use Bitcoin. A lot of people have done their first payment. How do I pay with sets? Have you been collecting blood? Because you can trade in your blood for sets. I have already got four dollars. Get in that blood, my guy. Yeah. That's my first blood. Woo! Thank you. If you look out the window, yeah, <laughs> we lord over the pitiful Bitcoiners because um, they're trying to make a circular economy. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> We're safe. What is happening? Be the glitch you want to see in the Matrix. Oh, my God. That is fantastic. I got to get on there and start playing. Uh, I love the celebration of of the blood transactions that were happening. Also, be the glitch you want to see in the Matrix is like one of the deepest things I've heard in a long time. That's, whoa. I'm going to be, that's a, yeah, be that's thinking a about good, that for a while. I feel like that <laughs> should be a rallying cry for all of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good wow. one. <laughs> Damn. I you gotta, know, there's something... There's something really funny about like from a monetary, like philosophy sort of perspective about buying something in a game for Bitcoin, like something that doesn't actually exist because it really kind of narrows it down and shows you that money really is just a representation of time because all you're buying is just not having to spend time in this part of the game so that you can go ahead and do this part of the game. The blood doesn't actually exist. None of it actually exists. You're just trading time in one part of the game for time in another part of the game. I don't know. That's just funny that, yeah. you know, sell that for Bitcoin. Do any of our experiences exist, though, when we spend Bitcoin for those? Or are we also just in some grand We're illusion of a simulation? I don't know, man. I sell my blood for Bitcoin all the time. <laughs> oh. Obi-Wan wants to know Definitely if they were roasting a shit coiner when they were like. <laughs> yeah. So again, since it's a survivalist game, it's like they literally go like shit coiner hunting. Like, and again, like it's really easy to die. Like, so that's why I got like, killed by a bear like three times yeah, so, in a row. Like every time I spawned. And while we were having a, one a of the meetups, like a huge helicopter attack happened and like everyone had to hide. Like we lost a few people. Like it was, it was a lot. <laughs> If you come in on this episode, you don't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, is this Bitcoin? You don't have yeah, context, the like, so we were at the meetup and yeah. the helicopter came in. And we we're, were like, selling blood. Everybody thinks the apocalypse <laughs> is upon us, which it kind of is, but not, not to that extreme. <laughs> it's not great. It, it's, it's pretty rad though, right? Like, I think that this is one of those things, like gaming in general, like there are literally billions of people that play games. Because yeah. like, whether, no matter what kind of game that is, right? Like if it's just a little simple cell phone game or if it's, you know, spinning up your own Rust server. That 
is a huge, huge addressable market of people that also understand how things like they're used to fucking fake money in the, yep. in the digital, in the virtual world. And Gigi, a guy, I'm pretty sure I listened to Gigi's piece on Bitcoin Audible, but on like a God, digital so versus good, virtual, it, it like, so good. <laughs> I've gone back to that one multiple times and I'm still like trying to fully wrap my mind around it. But yeah, Gigi, thank you. Um, but that's such a beautiful thing because these gamers, they understand the idea of a virtualized currency or a virtualized money that's not has no bearing whatsoever on the real world but then you start to bring in an actual money into that ecosystem and again it's like it's like servers or bartenders in the meat space like they're ready to understand this because they've used something that's very similar but not quite the same it's not quite as superior as this thing they're about to be introduced to and when they're introduced to this superior thing, they're much more willing and, and able to grok it and then accept it as, oh, yeah, well, that just makes sense. Yeah, that's it. I mean, being able to seamlessly move from, again, some quote unquote silly game that you're playing and you're, you're used to, oh, I'm in the sandbox and I can't leave with any of my winnings. And then somebody telling you, Oh yeah, you can go buy a gift card like with <laughs> the in-game currency and and like that that moment of excuse me? Like that that yeah. is going to be happening more and more with people realizing oh, wow, like I I it's funny like obviously said in jest in in the comments here but Narwhal Narwhal Tacos saying will grind fetch quests for Bitcoin. How I think that's a thing that's going to happen where it's like, oh, I got to grind to this level and I got to go get all this shit. I don't want to like like I was saying the time you you want the the pleasurable aspects of the game. And some people are willing to pay money to get past. We already see people like the pay to play kind of model. It takes it to a whole new level where it basically creates a free market of grinding and pay like a match. <laughs> going into a game and and having other other players and be like can you go out and grind for me and then bring me back all that crap so that i can then move on and get like that's gonna be a, a market i think well the thing about the rust one is like there is no play to play or pay to play it's like all free like you gotta farm your own things like there are no shortcuts it's supposed to be as hard as possible so that's what's cool about that one but like yeah but to your point uh you see like like in the last bull run, all of these play to earn type shit coins that sprung up, right? And there were people all over the global South who were actually making a living and, you know, doing better than those in their, uh, you know, surrounding area because they were able to basically spend their time to do the mundane tasks on these various pay to play, or excuse yeah. me, play to earn shitcoin casinos. Uh, that nobody else wanted to do. Um, now imagine that instead of that being denominated in whatever is the shitcoin du jour for that particular play to earn protocol, you just have an internet native money that you can use across any of these games. Like that's just the 
that's just the transfer of value, but it's actually interoperable because it's just one money. Yeah. That's really powerful. And anybody that tries to stick to the old system stands out like a sore thumb because somebody says, well, why would I, why would I go and do this if I could just play the games that, that support Bitcoin already, if I can just send again, and to Carla's uh, comparison with the, the tips earlier, when, when somebody can just say, you know, why can't I just move my money freely between these? They'll just say money and it, it'll be, why is it not interoperable? It's money. Well, you'll find out that one is, is not money. <laughs> and and uh, just yeah. As like a, I'm a mobile gamer, like I'm sitting in airports a lot and I can't focus on other things. So I like to play games. Like I used to be, well, a big avid candy crusher, right? Like level 800 plus and for years. And I now I find, well, it's fine. But now I find I play Bitcoin Bay, right? Because I actually earn tickets that I then exchange for sets. And then there's lottery versions and the more tickets I get, I can earn more sets. And I do earn sets. Like I make no money on Candy Crush. I get sets playing Bitcoin Bay. So like, obviously I'm going to spend more time on that one. It's a no brainer, <laughs> but that's behavioral change on my side. Yeah. And you know, I can't imagine how many other people like, as it keeps growing, are going to do the same thing. Yeah. So it's like, why would I play this game for free when I can play one that gives me money? Yeah. When, when, when you're sitting on an airplane, you know, doing, doing your, doing your thing and you somebody beside you leans over and says, Oh, how many sats have you earned? And you're like, what? I'll be like this old. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's actually a nice move right there yeah well, yeah it's funny you know like it really shows that like bitcoin has there are no boundaries you know like we like to think about like bitcoin has no jurisdiction there are no political boundaries and there are no financial boundaries but it also has no boundaries in like realm or domain like using bitcoin in a video game is no different than using bitcoin out of the video game like it just exists just everywhere, <laughs> you know, and and the the ability to begin to you you lose that distinction. Like there's a huge separation between the idea of a digital economy or video game economy and the real economy right now, like a huge one. Um, as much as like being in a different country, like it's it's not easy. And same thing goes with like gambling in a lot of situations, like when it's not legal in certain contexts and you have to use you have to use like you know, some sort of barrier or translation money or token or whatever it is. Um, and like all of that just falls away. Like it just like completely, like everything is one economy. Like it's, it's the ultimate equalizer of all economic activity is that it happens in the same space on the same, on the same monetary base. Yeah. Like there yeah. are just no borders. And it Walker. reinforces the whole Bitcoin is for everyone thing too right yeah. you can be a gamer yeah. a risk chair manager a entertainer like anything yeah any walker on here's this show, here's a I, hold on sorry guy yeah. i gotta interrupt because walker on this show we crack our cans into the mic oh <laughs> so I, he's been muting to burp i know he's Come been on, Carla. now she's out <laughs> do you even you know how this you. show works i guess i'm not on here enough you know <laughs> to really know how things are done i mean you gotta I get to be polite to guy 
It's the equivalent of the Odell cork. You may as well just crack that Miller right I'll into be, that mic. Well, I'll be cracking another one pretty soon here. But you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I've grown so accustomed to hearing guys' smooth voice explain things that I didn't want to interrupt that. You know, like that's <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like meditation I mean, time for me listening. To I guy. feel like it would add ambiance. As he cracks like hearing... open the Miller light. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like having guys' voice with the the you know. The, the sound of a Miller being cracked into a microphone would just be nothing but like ASMR. Well, well, well now I know. And I've also been exposed go to, to burping while on mute. Yeah. So that's, that's really nice guys. I hope we're all happy here. Did you ever see that clip of, I think it was, this is, we're getting so, this is going to be such a stupid pop culture reference, but there's a clip of Michael Buble saying how much he loves his telling Matthew McConaughey how much he loves the tape of him reading audiobooks into his ears so that he can go to sleep and meditate. And, and I'm picturing wow. that with, with Guy Swan lulling me to sleep as Walker belches and cracks a Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be, I would pay for that experience. I think the next, All right. the next Bitcoin podcast. guy, we've got a collaboration on our I'll hands take here. Sats. I take that. I'll work for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be a good one. Guy, I'm so sorry I interrupted you. I just had to correct a, a deep wrong that was taking place. Well, no, oh, I feel, what was no, I've saying? got all these beers. I've had too much Viking blood. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I totally forgot what I was even going to say. I'll, it'll, it'll pop back up if it mattered. Yeah, that's all right. I got to give a shout out to uh, something that, uh, well, a few things in, in the chat here. Number one, um, this chat's where it's at. This is where connections are made because, uh, because, uh, Tatum and Yellow have come to an agreement in the chat uh, that uh, Yellow will now be on between two ASICs. Uh, so, so that's a thing that shall happen. And it all came together. Uh, <laughs> I love the, <laughs> the, did I say you yes? You shall yet? happen here. <laughs> yes, it all <laughs> happened here. Uh, anyways, yellow's down. So look That's, forward to, I hear Tatum's you. podcast is great. Um, yes. it's the best podcast out there. Yeah. It's, it's the podcastiest podcast. cast that I've ever heard. Yeah. Tatum, yeah. I hope you're still listening to this. <laughs> oh, he's here. Uh, also, uh, John Vallis is, in, <laughs> is out there. Walker talking about Bitcoin connecting realms of action, wearing a nostrich tee while crushing a Miller light is peak male performance. I have to agree. And a I've, John I've already crushed six that. Miller lights, John. So <laughs> yeah, we're all here. It's just a big, happy family. Um, and again, Chad also says that he loves the Tatum podcast. So I'm very, very happy that we could all be here together. Uh, you, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> We're, we're going to keep rolling. Uh, we're going to do another rotation. I'm going to ping pong a little bit. I'm going to go to Guy next and then we'll go to Walker. Uh, sorry. I mean, I mean, the, I was hoping we were going to skip him. Yeah, yeah, well, the Miller transgression was too, too much for me to ignore. So you can wait in know. the corner. <laughs> uh, Guy, I'm going to toss it to you. I'm going to cue you up with the question. Why are you bullish? So if you have, if you had asked me over like the last three days, it would have been different every single day. Um, always lightning. Like, so, so the ones that I had in my head, so 
to start off with is I had this thought the other day and I mentioned it on the podcast too, but I was, I was thinking about it and I was looking at um, just kind of like my lightning situation, a bunch of things that I've done and like, like what's been going on on Noster and the Zapathons and everything and just kind of like watching the flood of stuff. And uh, I just kind of like went up and did some counting and was like looking through all my stuff. And I probably interact like I have some sort of a transaction or uh, uh, receive a zap or I send something or I do something where I withdraw. Like I withdraw from like a couple of different things every day. Um, I probably have like 30 to 40 like ways that I use or do something with lightning every single day. And uh, including like I mean, mostly like I probably have just that number of transactions on top of the fact that I use it to log into a, a number of different things. And I, I so rarely like people always talking about like all oh, the mempool or whatever. And I like I completely forget about regular Bitcoin transactions. And I uh, and when I do have to use like I, I need to send Bitcoin somewhere like with a substantial amount that I just don't have sitting around on on lightning. And I realized that like I have kind of so moved everything over to lightning that like I suddenly kind of run into a, a dead spot. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, so like, oh crap! All right, which which hardware wallet do I need to break out? Like, do I even have a mobile wallet with like five hundred Bitcoin in it or five hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin in it or something right now? Um, and uh, uh, and it's just so funny. Like, I have so like Lightning is working, and I'm using it so unbelievably much and so frequently that I don't like that it's become invisible. Um, and then in that same vein. Oh, oh, well, that's what got me thinking about like um, on the going back to the idea that there is no domain, there is no jurisdiction is the thought that I had the other day was that I was looking at BTC pay uh, and I was just going through like routed transactions or whatever, which I get a lot to your node uh, sessions. Um, and uh, I was just kind of like scrolling through the uh, 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 payments and just kind of seeing volume and stuff. And it just struck me that with the amount of stuff that I've routed through my node, there's practically no way from like a probability state. And, and I don't like route like a ton of stuff. It's not like, like this thing's just like flooding through thousands of transactions, but that basically just from normal operation, the fact that I've had it up for like three or four years, like I have probably extremely likely have routed somebody's payment for groceries in El Salvador or like, a coffee in Argentina, you know, like, like I've literally completely global payments have just come through my node on a regular basis and they're completely indistinguishable. And then going back and I just thought like, I was just like, that's so like, I'm running like a tiny little piece of it. Like think about like go back 10, 20 years. How fucking crazy is that? You know? Like the idea that I'm running a piece of literally a global payments network right now. Um, and I just do it because I want a lightning node with like some good liquidity so that I can, you know, buy Amazon gift cards and buy bullshit. Um, and uh, and then in that same vein, going back to the, you know, everybody needs to hold their own keys and run their own nodes and uh, all that stuff. Well, Breeze has released their SDK and everything that I've been seeing in the development of lightning and where things are going from kind of the trying to build easy non-custodial is that they've now just got an API where in a matter of like three or four seconds, you can spin up a node, you can set up your keys and you can receive a payment 
non-custodially on lightning and it's just it's just built into the code and it like automatically connects to just kind of an open market of lsps like connected to their sdk and so like you literally are going to just be able to put like you're going to be able to do the wallet of satoshi thing except that you can just spin up a, a, a node on green light with a command in like a couple of seconds and then it spins up like it, it's got keys like built right into the thing and it opens a channel and it receives the payment and they have non-custodially re custodially received that bitcoin over lightning and it operates just like as quick or as responsive as something custodial like wallet of satoshi um so that that was all like over the last three days and what has got me like super excited about it and today my bullish thing is that fiat world is just falling the fuck apart <laughs> I was led to believe that that FDIC insurance had me covered. Yeah, so that's my bullish thing. After all the talk about lightning, it's that the central banking system is just such an embarrassment today. <laughs> okay, I, I want to touch on some of your lightning stuff. Um, one, the the routing of routing of payments, just as like a. a you know, the, the how unbelievable it is to be able to take a credit card size computer and say, yo, I'm running payments for the planet right now. <laughs> like, that's effectively what you're doing. Um, yeah, it's insane. Um, I mean, my. I wrote a payments for the the that a, a little. Uh, <laughs> protest last year and that was a little wild seeing that kind of traffic uh fly through this machine uh behind me <laughs> on uh, <laughs> my shelf it was a little uh panic inducing but nonetheless i was also in awe that a raspberry pi was uh getting you know 10 cents at a time from global counterparties that were fans of freedom uh that was that was pretty wild uh but it's it's crazy that anybody can just say hey i'm gonna i'm gonna spin up this thing on on some run-of-the-mill hardware i'm gonna establish a few connections with peers and you you can route payments for again the world and anybody can do this um it's amazing and and when you you layer in other things like cashew, um, like Chami and eCash and stuff like that. It adds. I'm so bullish on Fediment and eCash stuff right now. Yeah, so as, as, as like a, a as like a community solution, um, it's huge. I'm I I, I keep genuinely on genuinely private custodial yeah. custodians. Yeah, like like private from the custodian custodians. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's and and that's the beautiful thing. And I keep on poking and prodding and saying things about Wallet of Satoshi in relation to Cashew being like, you know, that was that would be super neat if Wallet of Satoshi were to incorporate Xiaomi and eCash and all of a sudden every Wallet of Satoshi user, because it's already custodian, would have the benefits of near perfect privacy even when they sent out a wallet of Satoshi, you'd effectively be hiding in a crowd of every other wallet of Satoshi user with near perfect privacy because it would be a regular lightning transaction out 
with not only with, yes, of course, on somebody looking outside from the outside looking in, they can see like, well, there's a lightning of wallet of Satoshi node sending a lightning transaction, but wallet of Satoshi still has to keep track of who owns what with Xiaomi and eCash. They cannot, they do not know who owns what. And so even if they were to be clamped down upon and well, you're custodying all this money, give up all of the, you know, even, even with the limited information they have all of a sudden they're blind to everything. They have no idea. And when you're sending, you know, mint to mint, all of that is hiding in the crowd. And uh, yeah, I, again, like the, the whole lightning thing is incredible. Um, I, I think that there's, there's so many interesting layers to it. Um, and I, I was listening to earlier today, I think it was, it was Lynn Alden talking to Marty Bent. Uh, one of their most recent talks and she was talking about, you know, like fediments and she was very excited about it in relation to, to lightning. And she was saying, well, kind of calling back to some of our early conversation of, of those baby steps of, Hey, we want to get to here, but these are the interim steps. And uh, she was talking about how, well, you know, some people will say it's, it's custody and, and they'll stop there. But, there's everything, the vast majority of everything is already central custody in many, many instances, other than like the, the really tuned in Bitcoiners that have like settled on, I'm, I'm going to custody all my sats. I'm going to establish my own lightning channels, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so to break up that custody in any sense of it and be able to say, okay, we're going to localize in like a fediment here. We're going to localize in this, this cashew mint here. We're going to localize here, at least splitting that custodial risk amongst many parties and many different entities instead of just singular ones. That's a huge step in and of itself. And then we can maybe move further from there. Um, I, I think that's massive. Before I let uh, Carlin Walker hop in uh, on the topic of conversation, and of course, like we haven't even touched on Fiat World imploding, but I got to give a shout out to the show's number one fan. I think Carlin Walker, you were here and, and you got a nice introduction to him last time. Guy, you must have been on an episode where, where he's been in the chat. Uh, this dude is... You know, guy, I always talk about you being the man, the myth, the legend, but this guy is much more man, myth, and legend than you. I got to give hats off to David Wong. He's back in the chat. Number one fan. Hits up the show Woo! regularly, sometimes hours in advance. Hates Bitcoin, but wants to be here every week to tell us how wrong we are. few little tidbits of information David would like us to know. Yeah, but why is Bitcoin still priced in fiat? <laughs> fiat is king. Why still be a Bitcoin fiat? with fiat conversion has no value. <laughs> and then Do he the said that one. like three, said that like three times. Hold on, we're we're the last one. Okay. Oh yeah, I like to <laughs> fling my money around and hold it and smell it. <laughs> David, Don't we all all all, <laughs> all of your input is deeply valued never change keep coming back i i i i hope you'll be with us well through new all-time highs 
the next bear market where you get to run around and claim victory for a bit longer. And then we'll see you back for the next bull market after that. And henceforth into eternity. Disagreement uh, is healthy. I'm just wondering, is David Wong actually just American Hodel? Like who is playing the anti-hero type thing? Like, Cause this seems like a bit he would do. I, I'm throwing I'm, it out I, there. I genuinely do not know at this point. I've there, I've been gone so many times back and forth between this has to be a troll to no, this seems legit. I also am questioning whether or not, because David Wong, he came to the show for an extended period of time and then he just disappeared. And then he reemerged like a couple months ago. Just like American Hodel. Oh my God. <laughs> I knew it. I, think I wasn't wrong. even piecing that together. <laughs> but, but also well, I'm well, genuinely well. wondering if somebody stepped into the mantle of, if it was like a Captain America situation where like one person stepped down and then like, I don't know, it was like Peter Schiff opted out. And then I am the dread pirate, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, do, do we have like a shuffling of David Wong's that happened either way? I don't even really care. I just want him. He's the show mascot. So keep coming back, man, whoever you may be or whatever. And he's it's kind of like Satoshi. Is it a person? Is it a group of people? We may never know. Wow. <laughs> it's great. Uh, Walker, I'm going to, I'm going to Walker and Carla. I'm going to let you, uh, you guys chime in on Guy's topic, lightning, implosion of Fiat world, wherever you want to take it, uh, feel free. I mean, I have right now on my phone probably like 15 different lightning wallet apps. Um, there's a shit that's on my, so There's many. so many. That's on my iPhone. I also, because I work in software, I've got like on my desk, like eight Android phones. Um, one of them that I actually like use as a sub phone because the camera on it is super nice. Uh, and on that one, I have, you know, some of the ones that I perhaps can't get on iPhone. There are so many more paths to make Bitcoin accessible, like, and more springing up literally every single day. And that's a huge, you know, reason why I'm bullish or why are we bullish? Shit, I screwed it up. Um, but it's amazing to see the functionality in these apps really advance. Like you mentioned the, the Breeze SDK, like that's huge. Opening that stuff up so that other people have the ability to go and tinker and play with it and don't have to do everything from the fucking ground up. And they can pull out of that knowledge base that has already been established, already has some trust in it. Because while we're dealing with trustless money, there is a bit of a need to you know, trust some of the people or the companies or the, you know, developers in this space, like trust doesn't have to go away. It just doesn't have any place in the money itself. Right. And so folks like the folks at Breeze who are building these things that make it really easy for other people to jump on board and to start just hacking around and utilizing these great tools that they've already built, they've already field tested. That just makes the rate of change increase even more. And that's really cool to see. And I, again, like back to even just like uh, speaking of just building on other tech stacks, like what Zebedee is doing or Zebedee, I'm still not sure how to pronounce it. Exactly. Zebedee, there we go. Um, it's fantastic. Giving people the ability to build on top of their stack, making tools that are really easy. So again, you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. 
And if you want to, you can. Nobody's stopping you. But if you want something that's going to let you skip a few steps, because these guys at Breeze or Zebedee have already field tested this, you can do that. And so super bullish on just the rate of change increasing as it relates to Lightning. And, and guy, I agree. Like the only time I make a on-chain transaction is when I'm moving coins off the exchange and into my own wallet. Like I'm not making on-chain transactions when I'm just dealing with random people around. Like I'm using Lightning. Like, of course, because I'm not going to wait for that confirmation, right? Like, it's cool to see things develop so quickly. And also just the general, like, one of the big complaints always is user experience, right? And how, like, is it smooth? Is it easy? Oh, well, my Venmo app is, like, way more simple. Like, now it's at the point where, no, the legacy system looks kind of bad in comparison because people are developing these on-ramps that are so smooth, so easy to use. The fact that we can spin up a, a bartender on, granted, custodial, wallet of which Satoshi, is which is fine, <laughs> in seconds, and they can start receiving Bitcoin. That's super powerful because when you have to walk somebody through a laundry list of steps just to get them to be able you to use Bitcoin, them. sorry, but they're already out. Like not everybody has the time to be able to actually learn about it. Or they do, but they don't want to. And that's right. fine too. They don't have to know how the sausage is made. Right. Most of the time you don't want to know how it's made. But in this case, the sausage is completely transparent. Um, I guess if, oftentimes I mean, sausage casing is, is transparent. So. So that's a terrible yeah. example. But I mean, you get what I mean. Well, I'm bullish on transparent sausage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to go night. somewhere with... Oh, I just totally lost my line of thought there. Damn it. I had something to tell you. Transparent sausage. I know. I mean, very. There we go. That's, That's how we do you. things here. <laughs> Sorry great. for being a Wisconsin guy who's a little bit polite when it comes to cracking a beer on my. <laughs> Jeez. I gotta I gotta give a shout out to one of the best, one of the best comments. Now, now with the American Hoddle David Wong speculation, may I introduce American Wong? <laughs> American Wong is a new character. <laughs> now, I don't think American Hoddle is privy to uh, the legend that is David Wong, but uh, I'm, I'm, unless he very much is. Uh, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, fantastic. Uh, that was what I was going to say. Um, somebody brought up Venmo, and so did David Wong. Venmo, Cash Apps. Uh, on the PayPal. Venmo yeah, oh, God. On the Venmo train, uh, you know, Venmo is incredibly convenient. And if anything goes wrong, all you need is a Twitter following of 4.5 million people and tweet out a, a tweet out a complaint and you'll be able to get things rectified in no time at all, almost immediately after you tweet. So build that following and you'll be totally fine. Um, anybody unfamiliar with what I'm talking about, uh, notorious Bitcoin critic and air quotes, economist Paul Krugman, uh, shit on Bitcoin numerous times uh, saying that things like Venmo did everything uh, that Bitcoin does unless you were trying to buy drugs or assassinations. And then he had his Venmo account shut down and they refused to give him a reason why. My favorite reply was Niraj replying, were you trying to buy drugs or assassinations? <laughs> the best response that I saw. Uh, yeah, but nonetheless, 
Yeah, uh, you're right, David. <laughs> Venmo is for a superior. Um, Don't be hating on the drug and assassination market. <laughs> it's a Come on. market of drugs and assassinations. Sometimes we are woke, mind. okay? Like, we accept all cultures. <laughs> You've got I to love it. Like, you couldn't have written a better sequence of events than oh. that, though, with, with Krugman. Like, I mean, my God, it's just... Did, did wow. you see the comments? Clown like, World delivers the irony. I, I mean, the so well. Like, the best like, was there the, is a design. <laughs> the comment <laughs> section was littered with people telling him to fax customer support. <laughs> <laughs> it was so oh great. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Good times. Um, all right. Well, we're going to do a rotation. I mean, I, Walker, I hope you didn't half kind Should of skip like, me again and go yeah, just go yeah, right exactly. back. Around, you know. We're going to do a rotation. I want to see me. what Ben has yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll toss it to Walker. Uh, I'll cue you up with the, the question of the evening. Why are you bullish, my friend? Twitter. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but <laughs> this is going to be a real shock given the, the shirt I am wearing. But I am bullish because of Noster. I am bullish because of the implications of what, like, what Noster can provide. So we've got right now, as I, I know we've been, everyone on this call has been zapping each other all day long, right? We, we now have an open protocol that is right now being used for social media, sure. But we all know that that is just a small part of what the potential that it has, right? There's bounties out there for a lot of other things like GitHub replacements and everything else. We have an open protocol for, let's say, just communication combined with an open protocol for internet native money, which is Bitcoin. The two of those things combined, there, there has not been an, a singularity before, a moment in time where this has existed, right? This is, this is just a first. And like, it's all really fun now. We're all zapping nips for different memes, you know, um, and it, it's, there's, a lot of fun to be had. I see you laughing over there, guy. That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> but like, take us take a step back and think about what this means. Thirty years ago, yesterday, Eric Hughes wrote a cypherpunk's manifesto, and in that manifesto, oh shit, he talked about yesterday. Did I? Miss wow, you had that ready. It was. I just because I just wow. finished an article on it yesterday that I had. I'd had. Well, I had queued the article queued I had up. That one since, saved up. Since Damas Damas got banned from the Chinese app store. I think Hong Kong too. Yep. I, I immediately, when that happened, I started writing an article about Noster being a Hydra, like the mythological creature that when you cut off one head to grow in its place. Right. And I had that queued up and I just didn't, I didn't have any way to finish it. And uh, yesterday I realized it was the 30 year anniversary of a cypherpunk's manifesto. And I reread it again and I'd, I'd read it actually recently. Um, again, uh, and realized, wow, so what Hughes is talking about in there is uh, that freedom of speech is paramount, right? Like that, that comes before even privacy is freedom of speech. And he says this in like the first couple of lines. But then after that, that in order for privacy to be a viable option, you need to have the ability for anonymous transactions, right? And then going off of that more, like, 
for anonymous transactions to be possible, you need some sort of money that is like the, the cypherpunk's holy grail, right? Like that's all of these guys, Nick Sabo, Adam Back, Satoshi, all of these people who are working towards this. We have that realization today in Bitcoin and we can debate whether it's anonymous or pseudonymous, but you can like privacy is the right to selectively reveal oneself to the world, right? It doesn't necessarily mean being anonymous. We're not anonymous, but you know, none of y'all know our last names. So now you're going to make everyone look. Please don't look for them, guys. Pretend I never said that. Um, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> Shit. Ah, oh, years of work down the drain. Um, the point is, a pseudonymous developer named Fiat Joff created Noster. He's from Brazil, I think, as far as we know. As far as we know, oh, now you're doxing people. That locations. that is public knowledge. I, yes, Brazil's a tiny country. It'll be, names, it'll, be it'll be really easy to find him in Brazil. Yeah, like, Jeff, your last names. What else are you going to screw up? Why don't you just geez. mute and crack another Miller? <laughs> well, because I, this is my last one. I've got five on the table here, and now here's this one. So I'll bring it around full circle. Yes. The ex free and frictionless exchange of value on a free speech protocol like Noster has massive implications. And not only that, the reason that I'm actually bullish on all of this is because you have people, Guy, I saw you dropping some incredible knowledge on somebody who didn't, I could see they didn't have zaps enabled yet on their, on their profile. And I saw Guy engaging with this person in good faith because they were asking questions about Bitcoin. They were seeing that everybody's talking about zaps. They were just on Noster. They were just using it as a communication protocol, which awesome. That's great. That's what it's for. But you were able to then bring that around to have an orange pill opportunity, right? To say, hey, here is why Bitcoin is important. Here's why Bitcoin is valuable. Here's why if you take a step outside of the Western USA bubble, you have a lot of things that you can learn about this. So I'm bullish because Noster is another on-ramp to Bitcoin. And that's actually a really good point because I have interacted like I got on Noster like sometime in November or December. And I thought this was my session. No, but I'm just really quick. Like you see a lot of people who are like, what is Bitcoin? What are Zaps? I just want to get involved with that. And then everyone being so supportive will comment like, oh, you don't know this. You do that. And then it's like, wow, these people who literally just learned about Bitcoin today are using Lightning when a bunch of like Bitcoin LARPs haven't even used Lightning. And like, I just want to point that out because there are a lot there, of times where you're at a conference and people are like, oh, I've never used this. Man, I'm like, what? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, there uh, there are a oh, lot of folks. explain to you that lightning is going to change everything and they don't even have a lightning wallet. Like, yeah. like, and it's like, oh, yeah, let me, let me send you some stats stats. right now, then. Come on. And it's like, oh, oh, it just, you know, my phone hasn't been working recently. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so my mom's calling and there was a dog barking. So I don't know. But then like Todd Paul from Nebraska is like just learned about Bitcoin and now has Wallet of Satoshi and is like accepting zaps. And it's like, well, that's pretty cool. That, that That's a powerful thing though. Like again, I like, well, okay. So just for anybody listening, Noster is not built on top of Bitcoin. There is no blockchain associated with Noster. It is an open protocol that is kept as simple as humanly possible to be able to enable the free flow of information, notes and other stuff transmitted by relays. That's it. However, the people who are at the core of building around this happen to be Bitcoiners. And they happen to have built in, in the various NIPs that exist in Noster, uh, 
the ability for you to use Bitcoin as the a native currency of Noster. Now, there's no mandate. Like you could build a client that uses Ethereum or any of the other 10,000 shite coins that exist out there, right? That's fine. But Bitcoin is built in there. And for people that are perhaps joining Noster for reasons other than they happen to be within the Bitcoin echo chamber and they just found out about this, they read an article on Zero Hedge or on uh, The Verge or wherever, whatever other mainstream, I can't even name them because now I just read too much Bitcoin stuff, but whatever other mainstream publication they happen to read about it on because it is growing out there and they come in here and then they see, wow, what people are just like freely exchanging value around here. And I think the implications of that for adoption, but also for actually enabling the value for value for value circular economy are huge. And I think we're all like seeing that right now. And beyond that, it's just like, wow, could you ask for a better like mixing service than Noster? I mean, Noster plus lightning is like the sats are just flowing. Nobody knows where they're going to or where they're coming from. That's beautiful. It's like the IRS's nightmare, right? So that's why I'm bullish. I love this. Uh, I'm, I'm going to add proof. Uh, the proof is in the pudding. And, uh, and, and I, as you were ranting, I, I sent a note <laughs> on Noster and said, Walker, bullish on Noster on Wob right now. Uh, it's already got four zaps. I can already see. There that, it is. I'm going to uh, zap it right now. There we go. Thousand sats, thousand sats, 500, 101. That, I, I think I owe you about, you know, a, what, 1300 sats there, buddy. So. No, I'll, I'll, no, I'll no such thing. Later. We always I'm not counting, brother. Valley for value. That's that's the kind of the beauty of it, you know. Oh, and also on Noster, you can literally Albi is the best extension, isn't it? It is nice. Yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mobile first kind of guy. Can't help it. But for those who don't know, on Noster, you can embed media in your zaps. So, like this also creates an entirely new paradigm for like think about an advertising model where all of a sudden you're no longer the product who is just being extracted from. But if an advertiser wants to show you something, they need to you actually send you. you value. Like that's just like Are you at, get the top? at the most basic level. Think about how powerful that is. If every time you were shown an ad, you got some sats. Wow. Yeah. Hey, bro. Now I'm done, guys. <laughs> now I'm done. Jeez, ads everywhere. <laughs> I hey, love it. We're I mean, going to be we're going to be shown ads. It's a question of whether or not we get any value from that, right? And we're so we've been lulled into this world where that's not an option, and now it becomes one, right? Is it becomes if if you know if you get monetized whether you like it or not, now you get monetized if you like it. If, if yep, you yep. want to make that trade-off, um, I think that's a fantastic thing. And again, I'm so, I'm so bullish on these emerging external things that are easily orange pillable. I posted, oh God, I, ugh, I posted on Facebook. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, sorry, so we, have I, to, we have to leave right now. <laughs> guy literally left. <laughs> Look what you've done. 
I know. I know. I, so I, I was like, I, I stopped posting on, on Facebook because I was way too far down the rabbit hole to have regular interactions. I was able to post about Noster and actually get people interested and intrigued. And I posted about it. And the context I used was there's a new social media. And I think I use like normie term. There's a no, new social media uh, network known as Noster. And the way it works is you can build your friends or followers or whatever you want to refer to them. And imagine if you were on Facebook and you wanted to move to something like TikTok or Twitter or whatever new thing there was right now, when you do that, you have to say, Hey, I'm now over here. Can you go follow me here? You got to reestablish everything from scratch. And it's a massive pain in the ass with this regardless of the app you're using when you start moving around because some new thing comes along that has way better features and everybody else is now on it all of your connections remain as long as it's on the same network you can move to whatever app you want and all of your friends and followers and connections are still there and on top of that it has integrated payments it has integrated money calling back to earlier on and i took a screenshot of my of my my built-in you know lightning wallet but i showed the dollar value and i said hey like literally the past month just from posting content here's a hundred and forty dollars worth of tips and some of them were like 10 cents some of them were a couple of bucks and this is how much built up just from the past month and that's also with me tipping out and sending tips to people whenever I saw something of value. And I got comments. I got people saying, oh, that's that's actually kind of cool. I'm going to have to look into that. And so I was able to put a couple of videos down below. And I did it in the context of not mentioning anything about Bitcoin, not mentioning anything about, you know, it's a protocol and then there's clients and there's relays. And no, just just. It's, it's social media. You can interact with anybody. And if something newer or better comes out that is on the same protocol, you just move. You just go there and you just use that instead. And all of your friends and all of your followers are still there. And you can pay people back and forth with no friction whatsoever. And people were genuinely interested. And you're so right in saying that this is an inroads to orange pill people without having to even bring up anything about Bitcoin in the first place until they start saying, well, how do I get, how do I get tips? That's sweet. I want, I want to try that. And then all of a sudden, okay. Yeah. You zap just got me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that me? Okay. Well, great. Download, download this wallet and, uh, and then paste in your email address or your, your lightning address and people will be familiar with the format, right? They'll see, okay, it looks like an email address. Perfect. That's familiar to me. I just post that in and I get money to it. Cool. Makes sense. It's such an easy inroads. And there's so many, and there's so many other things that are happening, but like with, with Noster, it's, it's such a nice, simple way of doing things where people 
come because they're curious about the network, come because they're curious about the interaction and, and this new social media thing that's in front of them. And then they realize, oh, there's another level to this. I can get involved. And then you can begin that initial step. Here's Wallet of Satoshi or here's Albi. And then, oh, oh, you've got a whole bunch of tips. Great. What's next? Maybe take it off. Maybe buy a gift card. Maybe go to BitRefill. Maybe do whatever. Uh, or you maybe you want to save it. Maybe you should get your own Bitcoin wallet and like save it that way. And then new questions arrive. People learn more. I think that's that's so, so awesome. Um, I'll let Guy or Carla tag in here as well. I just um, want to add it's, oh, oh, oh. Oh, I'll be really, I'll be really quick. Anyone wow. who's currently on Noster is like, you're there either from curiosity or necessity, right? Like when we saw the big booms from China, Hong Kong, like countries that do not have free information sharing, like that's from necessity. The rest of us are from curiosity. When you're talking about talking to someone new about Noster, it's like when you're going to fa Facebook specifically, if you're still using Facebook, like you're not going to be that early adopter. You're not going to be you know, you're probably further behind than most people, but it's like about meeting people where they are. So like you said, you don't have to explain to them relays, all these instances of servers, like transmitting notes. No, you just got to say, hey, you can put something out here and monetize shit posts. And if you think that's cool, come join us. And like, that's, I think, kind of when it comes to purple pilling, orange pilling, whatever it is, it's really just meeting people where they are. Because like we always like to say, it's still early. And when you're early, it's like because you're curious. It's not because you come upon it by accident. Hundred percent, guy. Yeah, there's uh, there's something in that that um, I talk about a lot, um, or at least I think is like really important is that you explain how it relates to them, not what it is, and that you know everything in our life is a story of like what it means to us. You know, like a chair isn't four legs and like a slightly flat butt shape inverted butt shape surface and you know like like a chair is like a thing that i can Always go on inverted butt shapes and like a, wow. a place that i can go chill and relax you know or like it's in my way like i'm i'm related to it right like the story that i tell is what it does for me um and in that same instance like or in that same context like noster and bitcoin should be told in a story sense it should be told how do you relate to this thing what could this thing mean to you and i think bitcoin particularly for the western world you know like for so long the story has just been ah, i can buy some of it and it'll go up in value um and that that's the only they didn't understand what it meant to have a bad money they didn't understand what it mean, means for you know a monetary system to just collapse um and Unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to see it, they're probably coming having to come to terms with that in the not too distant future. But um, Noster is such a perfect example of like one of those things that Bitcoin can enable that you just can't do anywhere else. Like that the experience and like what is happening on Noster. Like one of the first posts that I did when like zaps were finally happening, I got like a million sats for it too, was uh, like zaps started happening and, and everybody was just like, oh my God, like we can move Bitcoin on this. And like everybody was just like clicking and sending like, you know, stuff like crazy and lightning was just like on fire that day. Um, 
And uh, what I was talking about was how unbelievably easy, like it was like a matter of days and it was just like, boom, lightning is just integrated. And it's like, how many years, years we've been talking about for like decades about like social media implementing some sort of a payment system, like to make tips possible so that you could sell stuff. But why didn't they do it? It was a regulatory nightmare. Like to try to, I mean, look at what Facebook did. Facebook tried to make their own currency. They tried to make LibraCoin to enable this because it would be such a nightmare to do it any other way. But what is the power of Facebook if you have got a, a network that has 2 billion people on it and suddenly you have frictionless the, the platform itself doesn't even control or get to see where the money is going or who's making the payments necessarily. You just have you just have money enabled on this thing. That's a nightmare for governments. Like that's like horrifying. Like that's that's the largest economy in the world instantly. You can do this on Noster. We it's already happened on Noster. It's just a it's just a brand new market. And now the idea of just like why wouldn't a post also be like, why would I start my network over to go sell stuff? You know, if I want to just like sell trinkets or some crap on eBay, why would I not do it on Noster? Like it's yeah. data agnostic. I can have an e a quote unquote eBay store. I've got a reputation. People know me. I got a whole bunch of people that can pay me instantly. And Noster isn't going to send me a 1099 about it. You know, like, and like, You've completely changed the foundation of how we interact and what is possible. And Nostra is going to be one of those places where you can do 50 things that you can't do on anything else. On anything else. You can't, you can't shitpost on Twitter and make money. Like, they're, no. the, they're sad little example of, like, they're super neutered KYC'd example of integrating bitcoin or lightning tips was a it's just like you don't even just shut it off like that's not anything and the fact that there's no limitation on noster we can build whatever the fuck we want yeah it's ours and that in that same vein like because we kind of have this feeling of responsibility we care about the place we're actually trying to be nice it's like fuck twitter like twitter's true <laughs> Twitter is a public, like, like it's a, um, what's the, what's the, it's a sandbox. It's a, it's a, it's a walled garden. It's a, it's a walled garden. It's weird. somebody else's. It's somebody else's. It's not ours. Um, and Noster feels like, like we have this responsibility to like, like we are the ones who make this space. Mm -hmm. Like we are the ones who like bring this something. So let's like, let's actually have it a cool place to hang out. It's, and we do whatever the hell we want. The thing that stands like out to me is the 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 pace at which somebody will be like, "Ah, oh, we should have this feature because I love this." And then <laughs> it's, it's like a Noster. It's like next day. It's like here it is. And then like Twitter, yeah. you're like, "Hey, can we get desktop spaces?" And they're like, "Yeah, fucking next decade." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but also, it's guys, like <laughs> give, give devs a little bit of slack please because these folks are like a lot of them are working while they're working other zap jobs them. or maybe zap like them yeah so hard. zap the hell out of them or got every time i get an update on one of my things jobs. i zap i zap every yeah, time an like, update comes in 
like they yeah. are working really hard on this and like it's there's this because tendency to be like oh to. like wow we get everything as soon as we want it because these devs just have infinite like time apparently and genius to throw at this problem and like compared to the devs at twitter apparently they do but like they are still human and many of them still have families and like we appreciate you devs thank you for what you are building for all of us one quick note did y'all see it today um i saw it because jack noted about it um that meta facebook announced that they're building what is a oh, decentralized. decentralized social network for yeah, yeah, yeah. text-based notes and it's like what if we could add other stuff to those notes too? <laughs> what if they could be i don't know and again isn't type transmitted by relays or something what if we use relays <laughs> i don't know like, just... and meta's got nothing to do with it but yeah like so you know that is literally just an implicit acknowledgement that oh they're watching this and they're yeah. seeing and wait, they're, behind. Wait, wait, they're already behind wait why are people so excited about this and how are we going to extract from these people and they realize yeah. they because that's their question or they don't realize because they they're a publicly yeah. traded company so of course Meta is their dumbest all... name i just can't <laughs> i cannot he's like well the metaverse so failed so stupid. i guess i'll try wait. to recreate twitter do y'all do y'all remember when zuckerberg and meta like both what? tweeted like legs and they're like now we have legs in our metaverse where before you we only had torso now there are legs and they were so like proud of it. it's like stepping up your game <laughs> that's a lot of money hard at jesus work. christ like it only costs us a billion dollars to add legs and meanwhile you can go on the orange uh, orange mart rust server and everybody's got legs and but nobody's free. got pants Whoa. yeah no pants pants is on the it's on the roadmap pants are a shit coin yeah, <laughs> just like Blood we took off the pants just so that we could show off our oh, legs. Man, I just, <laughs> I mean, the, <laughs> the fact that both Facebook and now Twitter, because you saw the like Twitter coin, whatever that they were, I don't know what they're doing with it, but like uh, that, that they're so resistant to just being like, Hey, what's, what's the least centralized open monetary network that we could just use that's just already there and functions fine what could we use let's create our own shit coin like the the uh the <laughs> the draw of people to print so their own meta. money is so is so mad it, it's <laughs> just i i and and this is why i don't think in the end that those companies were will have the wherewithal to realize like it's it's that it's that incumbent bias where it's like facebook has just kind of steamrolled everything or acquired everything up until this point because they're like well the the network effects the network effects of having you know like everybody already on our platform well you know we we can just create our own currency or do whatever we plan to do and it'll be fine but they're going to find with that 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 giant gigantic step in improvement that is an open network um that links into an already existing open network so seamlessly that they're 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 gonna not realize how poorly they can keep pace until it's too late Right. Like until until so many people are already using the other standard, that's going to be their moment where they're like, by the time that Twitter realizes it needs to uh, shift gears and become a Noster client, it'll be too late. 
Same thing with all 100%, of the other. 100%. They will the notice wildest. it. They will notice it in kind of a like, oh shit, what is happening way. When the momentum is at the point where they they don't have an option. Like there's there's just nothing they can do about it. Um, and it's so crazy. Like it makes so as soon as this has as soon as this has like a million daily active users, yeah. nothing else makes sense. Yeah. You know, like like when like this is the pure this is the network effect in its purest form, you mm -hmm. know? Um and when you can do like think about like how every and this is like what happened, like why we all went to social media. You know, um when the internet was started when when like kind of the early days of the internet like the idea of like each website was that like we're gonna go to interact with like one particular topic or one particular like task or something like like everything was just like super divided everything was super separated and um every business had their own website and this sort of thing but at some point as we became completely and instantly connected like just like everywhere we went as soon as the smartphone revolution really happened suddenly we realized that the the delayed interaction with the internet that everything had to be static and everything had to be you know an email that you got in a couple of hours like you basically just weren't tied into it but as soon as we were just there all the time with the internet we realized that the whole point of the internet was just to connect us with other people mm -hmm. and that is when social media blew up because all we wanted to do was just like see our friends what they were doing the businesses yeah. they were running we wanted to see like we it's a, the whole purpose is another layer of social interaction like we just want to see interact and hang out with people and because of that we massively re-centralized centralized because we didn't know how to designate people online Mm -hmm. You had to go to a server. You had to have a profile. You had, and we did it's like every, all the different kinds of profiles. It was, <laughs> it so desperately needed to be a protocol from the very beginning. It begged to be a protocol, but we were moving too quickly. Mm -hmm. So it ended up being a platform. It ended up being just one website um, or, you know, series of websites. Um, and, uh, but as we are like just, succumbing to all of the abuses and the problems and the inevitable like end game of all ending up on the same server and the problems that result from that and the abuses that just cannot be evolved you just there's no way around it like it's just it's going to be censored it's going to be politically controlled it's going to be the thing that determines the narrative and you're going to get algorithms then filtered and all the shit and because we have reached that place and the pressure is higher than ever to realize that we actually need to take control over this thing. It's like so serendipitous that it like lands like like it's just there when the pressure is the greatest to leave, to walk away from it um, and to understand exactly why everything that has led up to this is actually a problem. And we should have fixed it a long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, and when you suddenly have a protocol. You know, something there's there's already like four or five different options of this. Like Nostra is just kind of like the most exciting one and the one that I'm spending all my time on right now. But like there's a whole 
like plethora of options in this space. One of these is going to catch. One of these is going to fly. And one of these is going to have a momentum that is unstoppable. And when that happens, I think we're going to see, I, I, I would not invest in Twitter or Facebook or TikTok or Instagram or anything right now. Um, because I think we're fundamental. I, I think this is Bitcoin incentives restructuring and allowing the monetization of an entirely different internet infrastructure. And Noster is maybe it's the thing that like has like a huge outsized effect and has, you know, 30 million daily users or whatever it is. And maybe it's just another piece of the pie. You know, maybe it's just like one thing out of many. But I think we're seeing the incentives happen and we have the tools available to build all of this stuff out and it fucking works. And there's no there's no going back. The fucking genie is out of the bottle. Like the mm -hmm. box is open. Pan like just Pandora. Just let that shit happen. Mm -hmm. It's coming. It's coming. What I would say very quickly. You I know, but actually quickly. Um <laughs> open protocols enable a free market. Open protocols are a free market because they're an actual free market of ideas where ever like Snowden had a great quote where it's like, if, uh, if platforms are a silo, open protocols are a river, like, you know, everybody is free to swim, essentially. I'm butchering it a little bit, but that's paraphrasing it. But that idea that open protocols are a free market, you are able to move to any client you want. You laughing at the dog again. No, I'm laughing oh. at Sean Harris. Oh, thank you, Sean. Uh, <laughs> it, it, can, it can go even deeper. Um, <laughs> but... But thinking about that, like, Guy, to your point, like, okay, there's a bunch of different ones jumping up right now. Who knows which one might be, you know, like this idea of like the killer app from the more legacy, like, you know, like people are always asking, like, oh, what's the killer app of like this technology? Like, it doesn't matter because the free market's going to decide because the free market actually has the ability to decide because we're not operating within a walled garden. And we have the ability for the free market and the market of ideas to function as it should. Now I'm done. <laughs> like we're not, we shouldn't be looking for a killer app because we're, like, we're literally just going to build all of them. Like, yeah. All, all of, them. of the apps. Yeah. Micro What's the killer apps, app? Maybe. It's just the internet. But we will, everything. we will kill all of the apps is, is <laughs> what we shall do. Yes. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome to see. And I mean, how wonderful is it that Noster built by a Bitcoiner because again, Bitcoin puts you in this mindset of of just being an adversarial thinker, and you're 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 effectively thinking, how could somebody fuck with me with this setup? And and that's what has been done with Noster is how you know how do we make this network censorship resistant in a way where somebody can still see what they would like to see and filter the feed as they would like to filter, but it doesn't prevent others from seeing the things that they want to see. And how can we in make that as open as possible? And I, it, I think it takes a Bitcoin mindset or somebody that's very, at least in the exact same mindset that would lead them to Bitcoin to create something like that. Um, and that's why I'm so excited to see this kind of, you know, I've seen I've seen the things that came before where uh, we're all going to Mastodon and all, all of these other things, you know, and it happened. And 
and and the other things where it's like oh here's here's our our leftist echo chamber where anything that doesn't line up with our political beliefs here gets banned and and here's our right wing echo chamber where where basically it's effectively the same flavor just a, a you know a different side of the aisle um and and what's been created here is something different where it it can just exist and people can cater their content to what they see fit without impeding on other people's ability to to you know take in the content that they want um and i think that's beautiful and i that's it's much like bitcoin i know a lot of people are pissed about the jpeg thing um but people also are just using bitcoin and so that's kind of just you, you gotta kind of fucking deal with it um i i think it's yeah it's it's very interesting that and and even like out, outside of the whole ordinals and all that shit I always go back to this quote from Jeff Booth and I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but he, he went to El Salvador. He chatted with people from El Salvador that were opposed to Bitcoin. And he talked about how Bitcoin works and, and, and why it's a positive thing. And, uh, and people started seeing, okay, well this, this could be useful actually. And so at the end of the chat, they said, okay, you've been very favorable towards Bitcoin. So tell us then what's the worst thing about Bitcoin. He thought for a little bit and he came back with the worst thing about Bitcoin is that you have to be okay with the fact that not only can the person you hate use Bitcoin, but the person you hate using Bitcoin makes it stronger and better for you. And it kind of melted brains. And I love that quote because it's, it's so true. Your enemy being able to use a network effectively means it's, incredibly robust for yourself as well and i think that should be the end goal these these agnostic platforms or or protocols rather that anybody can use to take the politics out of money separate money and state because anything other than that is not effective money it's and almost Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, I was oh, just going to say the same thing goes for speech. I was going to say, uh, 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 it's almost like it's it's almost like the the whole purpose of liberty and the only reason the reason that liberty works is because, particularly in like free speech or whatever, like is we've built a set of rules that we can disagree and get along, <laughs> that we can disagree and. But that doesn't stop my life. You know, that doesn't get in my way. Mm -hmm. That the set the rules allows the, the rules allow disagreement because the rules aren't based on or aren't involved in the disagreement. Yeah. Like they are just neutral. It is it is radical neutrality. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful thing. I'm I'm so excited that we get to watch this happen. It's, I think it's, it's a fantastic time to be alive. It's a volatile time to be alive, but we get to see the world of the old crumble and the world of the new be built. And that's a very unique time to be experiencing life. And it, it's, you know, having kids is in this time is 
you know, nerve wracking, but it's also, it's also exciting because I, I, you know, I, I like the idea and I, I've, I've enjoyed reading things like the fourth turning. And so that leads me to believe that, you know, my daughter and my son are going to grow up seeing kind of this, the creation of, of, of something new and exciting and something that will benefit all of humanity. And so, you know, I'm willing to, to, to sit through and live through and, and fight for the new and, um, as it replaces the old. And, and I, and I look forward to being an old man watching my daughter and son grow up in the new things that we and them get to build in the aftermath. I think that's going to be a beautiful time. So, Amen. Amen. yeah, I hope my dog gets to grow up in that world. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's been many dog questions in the, in the comments show dog again, please show dog. <laughs> he is a uh, he's a wiener but he's not a translucent wiener or a yes, sausage yes yes there's, there's been many big sean harris comments. damn i need kids yeah translucent <laughs> be a dog please uh <laughs> i think this is a good time to wrap it up and so the the way that i typically do that is just a, a quick round of any final thoughts anything you wanted to get off your chest before we wrap and i also like to challenge people to uh, bring about a, a recommendation. And this recommendation could take many different forms. It could be a book, an article, a video, a, uh, a podcast, a, an application, a device, a just piece of life advice that you've come across in your journeys, in your learning experiences that you think people watching could benefit from. So I'll, I'll start with my stuff so that I can give you guys a, a second to kind of mull it over. Um, I mean, final thoughts here for me is just, again, kind of, kind of what I was wrapping up with there is, is the excitement of, of being present, not, not just present, but cognizant of the changes that are happening in front of our eyes, because a lot of people, I, I think they're going to go through this period in history and they're not going to realize what they were witnessing until after the fact. And, and I think Bitcoiners are in a unique position to recognize it and appreciate it for what it is as it happens. And uh, that's a good and a bad thing. But when you look back at it a decade, two decades down the line, I think more or less you're going to be thankful that you were able to appreciate it for what it was. Um, you know, we've got, I still think we've got some rough times ahead of us. I'm sure many of you here would agree that there's this, it's going to be a bumpy road on the way, but when all is said and done, you know, I think Bitcoin will succeed. And I think that Bitcoin succeeding will mean a, a better world for all, um, and I think being able to sit back, well, not even sit back because we're all pretty active. Uh, I think being able to be part of that will be such a unique thing to be a part of. And um, they'll, 
there'll be a point in time where your grandchildren are, are reading about the way things used to be versus the way things are. And they'll know, Oh, that's cool. My grandpa or my grandma was, was involved in that change despite the pushback that was present at the time. And that's a unique thing to know. They were on the right side of history. They were pushing for a, a system that, allowed a quality of opportunity for everyone. And I think that's a, f a fantastic thing to be a part of. So, yeah, um, I'm bullish on being able to look at the, look back at this as a grandpa, uh, in terms of my recommendation, um, I'm, I, I, I saw a video on Twitter today. I know. Sorry. We're just talking about Noster. Sorry. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, I saw a little clip today. Uh, that reminded me of a short book that I found to be very, very educational. Um, and I actually got one of the, one of the early copies of it. It's, I don't think it's within arm's reach here. No, I think it's off to the side. Nonetheless, it was incredibly useful um, even years into Bitcoin, it helped me better understand mining and the difficulty adjustment. So there's always, I always find that I read a Bitcoin book thinking, I mean, do I need to read another Bitcoin book? And then you always find some new way of looking at things or some new metaphor or a piece of information that you didn't quite grok before that you suddenly understand. And for me, that book, uh, which was shared out of course, by the Swan team earlier today, um, Inventing Bitcoin by Jan Pritzker. It's a very so short, good. so good. It's yeah, very, it's so short, good. it's concise, but the description therein of, of Bitcoin and, and how it works is it's just, it can get you through a lot in, in a short amount of time. And so if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It's, it's just, it's a tiny, tiny read, um, but it's so densely packed with good information in a way that is easy to parse through. So if you're going to read a book anytime soon and you want to get through it in like an hour or two, go grab Invented Bitcoin by Jan Pritzker. It's it's a solid choice and uh, and you can level up in in an afternoon. So and I, for for a while, I'm not a guy. Man, they probably are still doing it, but Swan Bitcoin is giving away like a free PDF or the free audiobook or something for it, right? They are. Yeah. I think yeah. if you, it's like Swan, uh, I'll, I'll find it here it's in like a minute. It's like slash book or free book or something. Free book. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll pull that. You're right. It's, uh, I'll pull it up right now, actually. As a matter of fact, thank yeah. you. Uh, here it is swanbitcoin.com. If you type in slash, free book it'll redirect you to slash inventing dash bitcoin but either one swanbitcoin.com slash free book uh you'll see this and basically you sign up you'll get a free copy on either amazon or audible i mean why not yeah you, you may as well it's some good knowledge so yeah check it out i know the guy who did the audiobook for that one <laughs> <laughs> you might sound familiar after listening to this podcast um all right. Well, let's uh, let's go down the line. Final thoughts and any recommendations. I'll go to Carla first. Uh, take it away. Okay. So uh, we like to say stay humble and stack sats. I also think stay humble and be patient. Be patient with other people when you're talking about Bitcoin. 
be patient with yourself when things are getting weird in clown world. Because personally, I think we still have, you know, some of the biggest battles ahead of us. And we are the people who are in it, right? And if we don't pace ourselves and look at things holistically, big picture, we'll burn out. And if we burn out, what is left for everyone else on the outside who's looking to people like us to help provide, you know, whether it be comedy, information, hope, whatever it may be, to get through the rougher times. So be patient with yourself, be patient with others. And as for a recommendation, kind of along that same line is, it's so easy to, you know, try every new wallet to be can, like on Twitter, Nostra, whatever. We're so device heavy. Like get outside, go on a hike, look at the sky. I know it sounds really obvious, but it's crazy how much I even forget to do it. And I think those sort of resets are where you have some of your best ideas. They let you come back to the rest of clown world with a fresh perspective, with new energy, just be patient, Bitcoin will work, do nature and stay humble and stack sets. Oh, and what I also like to say is don't live to stack, stack to live because we get so attached to like, time is actually the most scarce thing. Our time on this That's earth, is so we have to keep living. So we can't just live to stack sats and sacrifice all of our joy in the current moment to stack sats for the future. And I get it. Like, you know, we want to have children, like we want to build a better future, but you still got to live. So yeah. stack to live. Don't live to stack. I love that. That's, that's great advice. That's fantastic. Uh, and I know like people talk about the, you know, stacks answers. Like, I can't believe you ever spent any Bitcoin or whatever. And it's like, it's a complete mis misunderstanding of what the hell money is. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't want money for the sake of money. You want money right. because of what it can get you in your life. The, the reason you don't sell and the reason you stack sats is because that's a stupid decision. <laughs> Particularly when you're, when there's an asset being monetized from zero and you're in the middle of a revolution and a fourth turning and all of that stuff, you want to stack <laughs> as many sats as you possibly can. But when you're talking about like trading between like stacking more sats and doing what's right for your family or for your life or like making decisions, like, no, you fucking spend your money to that's the purpose of money, right? You're yeah. you're buying time, you're buying buying defense around your life. If you die with a billion dollars, it doesn't do you any good. It doesn't do your family any good. You like the the purpose of money is to use it. It is to be part of an economic network. So anyway, right. yep. Well, it's 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 again in in the context of family. Um, you know, I've spent, you know, I I, I do my best to. I'm I'm living on a Bitcoin standard. I'm trying to spend less than I earn and then save and save. Always, yeah. But yeah. I am more than happy. You know, we were talking before the show about, you know, I, I travel a lot and I love traveling with my kids. And and my daughter's now of an age. She's turning six this summer. And she's now at an age where she recalls places we've been. And, and this is the most well-traveled six-year-old you ever met in your entire <laughs> life. And she... You know, she she thinks back to places that we've been and and I've done my best. Like, I know she's six, but like conversations come up and you start talking about money and how things work. And like, well, why do you why do you have to go and work every day? And what what does that do? And 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 so, you know, explaining things like, well, I'm if, when I do something that people find value in, 
then I can maybe get money for that. And so I do that so that we can save money so that we have things like our home and we have food on our table, but also sometimes I spend hours and hours of time so that we can have money so that we can go on a trip so that you can experience things. And I was, I was driving her to, to kindergarten the other day and we we're talking about, you know, money and, you know, she was, she's very excited because like this past year and uh, just after Pacific Bitcoin, we went to the theme park circuit and she got to go and, you know, meet, meet Elsa and all, you know, all her, all her favorites. And uh, so this was like a couple months later and, you know, we're talking about, you know, some kids, they, they never ever get to go and do that. They never get to go and do these things. And, you know, explaining like, you know, this is how money works and people work so that they can get money so that they can do the things that they enjoy and be happy and, and support their families. And she goes quiet for a little bit and, uh, you know, just kind of drive in silence for a little bit. And then she pipes up, daddy, thank you for working so hard so that I could go and meet Elsa. <laughs> and I melted in the front seat. I couldn't even handle it. Um, Baby, but like, we're gonna have to pull over. <laughs> but like, just you know, she's she's understanding those things, and and, and you know, it, again, Carla, as you said, if I was living to stack those moments in her childhood where she was like, "Oh my god, I got to go and do this," and it's not just like uh, you know, I use the example of theme parks and stuff like that, but like we went to Costa Rica together. And she loved it. She had such a blast. And we had so many adventures going through the jungle and doing these hikes and all these crazy things. And she gets to talk about it with like her classmates. And she she loves those moments. And so, you know, I don't live to stack. I stack so that my daughter can live and learn. And my son can live and learn because he's getting to the age where eventually he's going to start to be able to like understand, interact and remember. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's, that's the important part here. And, uh, and I mean, honestly, without Bitcoin, I wouldn't be at that place where I was capable of doing that. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's given me the mindset and the wherewithal to, not just, and I, I don't say that just through price appreciation. What I say that through is, is the habits that Bitcoin has forced me to acquire to live a lifestyle in which I'm cognizant of what I'm doing, the value I'm providing and how to be responsible. And that's the important part. So anyway, sorry, I, I went on way too long in the kind of closing comments there, but Carly, you got, you got myself and guy in a, uh, you know, in a line of thought there. So I'll, I'll, I'll toss it to Walker and I'll just say final thoughts, recommendations, Take it away, man. Oh, I'll keep it quick. Uh, in that vein, a Bitcoin maximalist spends sats. All of your fiat is just unrealized Bitcoin. You just truly have not realized it yet. Try Noster, because, especially David Wong. David, we'd love to see you on Noster. Jump on there. Um, and for the rest of you, don't be a LARP actually try things. Don't just pretend to be a Bitcoiner. Go out there and do it. Orange pill people in the meat space, orange pill people that actually need Bitcoin and teach them about it. If it's you want to, it's your choice. Yeah. Or don't. Bitcoin doesn't care, but 
I care a little bit and I'll find you. So do your best. <laughs> it helps. And there are a lot of people out there. Every interaction is an opportunity to teach somebody about Bitcoin. Why not take it? Yeah. That's I it. it. I love it. I also, David have had a, a snap response for you. <laughs> Later, you don't need to work so hard. AI and robots will do most oh. of the work and people will get free money from the government. <laughs> I, David, you should read Jeff Booth's book, The Price of Tomorrow. It's a fantastic book and this will make things very, very clear for you. If you read Jeff Booth's book, The Price of Tomorrow, and you do not understand how important Bitcoin is after that, then I'll give up. Yeah. But okay. read the book, then we'll talk. We'll meet I, you back I, here on this show. Yeah, we always encourage David Wong to to dive down the rabbit hole. I hope, I hope just through exposure and like, I feel like David's the 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 kind of dude that perhaps a little like fiat world crumbling is going to spur him into the the education journey. I think that's what's gonna gonna happen because it seems like, you know, the powers that be have been successful in kind of like instilling certain values and, and that's fine. There's a lot of my friends and family are in the same boat. And so I think that down the line, you know, David's always welcome here. And like, I hope that one day me and David can have a beer and a, a chuckle over the days of old. And, uh, and maybe one day he'll be co-host of the show. That's my hope is <laughs> that David will become an orange pill convert and just co-host this show and the legend of David will live on forevermore. Uh, but with that, let's, uh, let's do our last little final thoughts and recommendations. Guy, I'm going to toss it to you. Take it away, my friend. So I would say just on an optimistic note is it's easy to see things when they're breaking. And, you know, there's a lot of people coming to... One of the reasons I'm bullish on it, despite the bad news, um, that the fiat financial system literally seems to be just like in constant chaos. Like it, it seems like we go from crisis to crisis and we're like, you know, it's barely been 12 months since the last one. And and I feel like we're probably like like we're in that kind of acceleration phase. But the beauty of it is that Bitcoin suddenly becomes this fascinating juxtaposition that you know in a volatile world bitcoin just keeps working you know like like you know three banks went out of business today and nobody on Nostr has a clue <laughs> you know like like nobody felt that right like like my zaps didn't slow down yeah. and like the fact that you're building a different infrastructure and that you know you have these use cases that just don't exist in the old world and like things are changing so aggressively um people step up to the plate like people are stupid sometimes people are stubborn people are assholes but when the shit hits the fan and the pressures build people step up to the plate like the reason humanity is still here is because we have faced these crises and crises that are so much worse so many fucking times for thousands, for hundreds of thousands, for damned millions of years, and we made it. 
Like we built around it. We, we solved the problem. You know, we, we cut the fat and we moved forward and people want to learn so bad. I see the people who like wake up and like realize that things just like, like as soon as you like kind of crack through that Overton window of like everything is exactly this way and you repeat after me, this is the world and this is a democracy and everything's important. Like, like, like you break out of that, like just kind of ridiculous cartoonish naive view of the world. Like suddenly it's exciting again, you know, like suddenly like there's something to learn and I feel like, like, particularly like with the public education system and stuff, is like we've taught people to be afraid to think. Like, is that if you're thinking, you're just not repeating what is in the textbook. If you're thinking, you're you're saying something controversial, saying something that's unfair. And when you finally open that up, like, you get to see the great things about people. And while everything is collapsing, I think it's remember it's good to stop and remember that the thing that is growing or the thing that is going to replace it and the people stepping up to the plate are happening at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. Like when the bad gets the worst as it's going to get is also going to be when the good is shining through the best, like be sure to pay attention, turn and look that way. Um, and don't just always look at everything falling apart. Um, and my additional advice would be to go local, you know, going back to the education or whatever is if, if schooling or education or whatever was just like, learn how to do and build and supply everything that you have just in your daily life, like in your world, in your house, like figure out just how all of that works. That would be infinitely better education. You'd have to learn everything. You'd have to learn chemistry. You'd have to learn science. You'd have to learn mechanics. You'd have to, like just just figure out how to do the thing that you do. like. How do how how does your blender work? How the how does that shit work? I don't know. Make a blender. Like see if you see if you can accomplish that task. Right. Like go local. The point of all of this stuff. The point of having a job. The point of going out. Like those things are just to solve your local problems. To solve your local life. And that's why I think learning about Bitcoin and like running your own node and stuff is so exciting and so important is because you're just figuring out how to defend yourself from complexities and uncertainties in the world. Figure, go local, figure out your life, figure out your problems, problems, take the time to learn something that just makes something work for you in your home, for your family. Um, and do that again tomorrow and do it the day after that and keep going and i think that that takes us to a much much better place i love that i'm i'm big on the local right now building that local circular economy is is a huge priority right now for me um again becoming that kind of self-sovereign individual that we all aim to be um you know, and, and this again, like I see Carlin Walker doing this everywhere, like whether it be a a, a, a waitress that they've convinced to, uh, you know, get wallet of Satoshi or whatever it may be. But like you guys are so, so fucking huge on 
Like, let's actually use this shit. And and I've heard you, I've heard you bitch about it too. When you go to a place and you're like, oh, they're talking about like adopting Bitcoin everywhere. And then and then there's a place that accepts Bitcoin, and you're like, none of the fucking Bitcoiners came here and paid Bitcoin. Stop LARPing. Stop LARPing. Go yeah. out there and spend your sats. Like, yeah. you will just buy them back. Again, your fiat is unrealized Bitcoin. If you actually yeah. care about Bitcoin adoption, this is how you drive it. And if like, you, do, if if you don't care about it, it's okay. easier for you to use fiat, it's like, well, then what the hell are we doing here? Yeah, like, all right, <laughs> man, like, cool. Yep, you held on to every sat and then you died alone and sad. I hope you're happy. <laughs> no. <laughs> It got really I'm dark not, super fast. You know, but I, I, I'm you taking suck. extreme examples. You just suck. <laughs> you know what, though? But like, this is Good how, cop, bad cop. Yeah, but this is how you drive adoption is by actually using this emergent yeah. technology. That like you believe, bullying! That you believe yeah. in so much. No, no, not bullying. Shaming. There's a difference between shame and bullying. I don't bully, but I will shame you for being a lark. I love it. I, I mean... Yeah, at at the end of the day, if you if you're a Bitcoiner, like first of all, again, getting on a on on a Bitcoin standard or as close to as you can, if you can go down that road, give it a go. Do do what you can, and again, create those. Again, to Guy's point, going local. Fine, I'm I'm so happy that I found a, a, a a cattle farmer where I've just stocked my freezer. It's incredible. I bought it back in October and I'm still grilling up steaks. I've got so many pounds of hamburger. I've got a brisket that has yet. I've got three roasts left to like, I've got so much beef. I don't even know what to do with. And then I just, I texted my egg guy. I have an egg guy now. An egg guy. Nobody has an egg guy. I've got a fucking egg guy that takes Bitcoin. <laughs> How many people can say that? You could say that if you went out and you yes. asked. Go to the local meetup. Here's what I started doing. I started going to the local meetup and I started saying, guys, I want a circular economy. I'm really, this is important to me. I realized over the past couple of years, like, Again, and I I hate always jumping back to this, but it's always a thing in the back of my mind. And and again, the Canadian trucker protest showed that at any point in time, your bank accounts cannot be yours. And I guess in terms of recent events, apparently even Silicon Valley Bank, it may not be yours. And so your bank account may not exist tomorrow, but if you hold your keys and you hold your Bitcoin, you know damn well it's going to be there tomorrow. So build your local communities, build those relationships. And I don't care. I'm, I'm spending a little bit more than I would going to the grocery store and buying eggs. But you know what? If the government tomorrow shut down my bank account and I couldn't buy eggs with a credit card, I know damn well I could go to my buddy who has 20 chickens and buy a bunch of eggs and feed my family. And so those are the relationships and the connections that right now are very important to me. And that's what I want to build. And I want to try and build a community locally in which I know if shit hit the fan, somebody would be like, 
hey man, I like I know you and and we have a relationship together and you're paying me in the soundest money humanity has ever known. And I'm more than willing to transact with you compared to all the clowns that are lining up to pay for my fucking eggs with fiat because I don't want it. So that's where I want to be. That's what I want to build. And I'm so glad, Guy, that you brought up creating a local community because it's so important. Go do it. And as Walker said, as Carla more politely said, stop being a LARP, you know, and in, in Carla's words, you need to try this in Walker's words. You're going to die alone, <laughs> but whatever, whatever it means, whatever it may be, uh, go out and, and use Bitcoin and go and make a purchase and go and support. If you're going to Miami, you know where you need to fucking go is to Kiza Tacos because I met John. Guy was there with me. I was about to I say. Had, I, was about to say. I, was I had a, a meal time. there with Carla and Walker as well. John, who runs Takiza Tacos in Miami Beach, he messaged me back in 2020 when I was there for the uh, the Freedom Forum with Alex Gladstein. And he said, yo, I'm running a taco joint. We, ex we accept Bitcoin and Lightning and come on down. And I brought a group of Bitcoiners and we all came and we had a fantastic meal and it was incredible. And then I came back for the next conference and the place was banging with all of the Bitcoiners it was inundated with Bitcoiners just dying to pay in sats for tacos. And so this is the, this is what I want. Going there again this year. Oh yeah, for sure. Of course. I'll be right back there. Yeah. So, so go and support your local Bitcoiners. And when you're traveling, go and support the Bitcoiners that are in the area. It's so important. Um, yeah. I think that's it. I think it's time to wrap uh thank you guys so much for being here i appreciate all of you you're all welcome back anytime am i gonna see you all in miami as well you know it of course of course all right well i will see you guys there and uh and i'm sure maybe once or twice more this year yes <laughs> uh and and my wife is gonna be i miss you physically am. already yes i physically miss all of you um and and you know yeah, we'll, we'll see each other. But my wife is going to be coming with me down to Miami. Uh, so if you guys, uh, you, you'll get to meet her and she's fantastic. And we'll uh, all have tacos together. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll all go grab some tacos together. <laughs> There's yeah. no innuendo there whatsoever. Anyways. I actually right? didn't mean any for once. I just <laughs> meant I, just some tacos. Jeez. Yeah. I'm going to plug my miners back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So everybody... Thank you guys so much for being here. I will see you soon in person. And uh, I appreciate you all. Have a fantastic evening. Have a great weekend. Thanks for having us. We'll, we'll, we'll finish up Zoom of Miners. Guy, I'll see you soon. <laughs> Later. <laughs> what a great way to end. Uh, had a blast. Guys, if you're not already following Carla, Walker, Guy, they're all in the show notes down below, all of their Twitter profiles. But you know what? You know what's better? Go to the Twitter profiles, find their Nostra pub keys, follow them there. If you're not on Nostra, go check it out. It's really cool. It's very interesting. I'm glad to see people making the shift. Um, Want to do a couple other things here. Of course, uh, who else is going to be in Miami? You're going to be down there? Very excited for it. Can't wait. Uh, PSA, 
tickets for the conference go up tonight at midnight. That's like three hours and 30 minutes from now. So if you're thinking of going down to Miami, uh, you might want to grab them soon. B.tc slash conference. Um, the thing that I found previously where I, I was thinking, well, maybe I should grab another ticket for so-and-so or whatever. Uh, the tickets go up in tiers the closer you get to the conference. I found it very easy to sell excess tickets prior to the conference. You may not find that be the case uh, down the line, especially like in terms of getting tickets because the price increases. So if you're kind of like 50-50 on going, maybe grab a ticket now rather than later and then just sell it closer to the conference if you can't go. Either way, b.tc slash conference. If you need 10% off, use the code BTC sessions. You can do so. But yeah, those tickets go up at midnight so yeah i mean i yeah <laughs> you make your decisions now live with them later either way uh check it out if you are going to be in miami i'm doing a deep dive cold card workshop the day before the conference kicks off that is wednesday may 17th it's going to be four hours long from 1 p.m to 5 p.m we're going to be starting with the basics and working all the way up to some of the more advanced features if you're a newbie to cold card card, or if you've just kind of barely started diving in, you can expect to walk out of this thing well-equipped, not only to use your cold card, just simply doing your partially signed air gaps transactions, uh, but also to have a pretty good knowledge of some of the in-depth, more advanced features that this thing can truly do. So you can check that out. You can find it via my website, btcsessions.ca. It just got added to the Bitcoin conference website as of today, and if I'm not mistaken, it's also going out to the mailing list. So those tickets will probably sell pretty quick. So if you want them, head to the website, btcsessions.ca. Over on the right-hand side, there's a little uh, tab that is known as in-person workshops. You can find it there and uh, you can pay with Bitcoin. That's the only option because I don't want you fiat. Um, either way, check it out. I hope to see you guys in Miami. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is my fourth time going, so it should be a blast. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for being here. As always, like, subscribe, share, all those things super important. You can hit up the previously mentioned sponsors down below, Hoddle Hoddle, CoinKite, Nunchuck, Start9. Uh, you can hit up the conference tickets. And if you really liked what you saw, you can hit me up with a lightning or Bitcoin tip at my strike page, strike.me slash BTC sessions. You don't need strike to use it. Just go there, type in any amount you like, hit the tip button. You'll be greeted with a lightning invoice, or if you prefer, just tap to the right, you'll see a regular Bitcoin QR code. With that, I am out. Have yourselves a wonderful day or evening, wherever you may be. See you guys next time for your daily session. We have BTC sessions. Bitcoin is F your money. You can't stop it. Get yourself some Bitcoin and hold it yourself. Peer-to-peer -peer exchange. You know, people are going to organically come to it and gravitate towards it, especially in the world we're living in now. It's incredible. It's a great tool, and I can't wait to see it proliferate everywhere.